Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show where every Friday we'll be covering another installment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Wee Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. Mm. Right now, joining me throughout all of the Blair Witch films is Alex on Chud. Hello. Heaven Devera. Hi. I'm your host, Al White. I did that the wrong way around. I wanted to say afterwards, and joining me, <laughs> and then we're just in like an endless cycle. <laughs> never stops, never stops. We're dealing with Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 from the year 2000 gets a 4 out of 10 on the oh, old IMDb's. <laughs> Heaven, you're new to these series, so I don't know how new you are to look at IMDb scores, but it's just thin line. If you're 6, it's actually not that bad on IMDb. Mm-hmm. It sounds bad, but it's actually yeah, not it's with not the way bad. it evens out. But... There's a quick decline. Once you, yeah. once you hit five, once you hit four, audiences didn't like you. Doesn't mean, I mean, there are still, uh, you know, some good films out there that get low scores. Is this one of them? No. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep Ooh, our let's feelings keep to your, the end. Cards to your chest a little bit, Evan. <laughs> um, as you clutch your, your fucking Wiccan tattoo in terror. She was pagan. Yeah. yeah. Get to all of that. We're here to talk about Blair Witch 2. Uh, hello, if you're new to us, welcome. Please don't head on out to wearegeeks.com. Wearegeeks.com, we can patch out to all of our previous shows. You can also email us directly through there or by typing in mail at wearegeeks.com or your Blackberry. Or fuck you at wearegeeks.com. We'll get it. We might read it. We might not. We might delete it. I might forward it to the President of the United States. Doubt it. He's got mm-hmm. nothing better to do, apparently. That's true. So he can true. read our emails for us. Alex. Hi. You know what they shouldn't do? Blair Witch dossier for part two well yeah that also but also they shouldn't worry about paying us anything because we don't do patrons we don't do banner ads by the love of god heaven we're not going to try and get you to buy any book of shadows dossiers (laughs) dick figures (laughs) although that said i have a book of shadows dossier and if you'd like to purchase it from me then please feel free to dm me maybe we can work out an agreeable price or i'll pay you to take it off my hands we'll see Yes, year 2000. So we can get back into the normal swing of things. If you're here and you want to know the history of how did Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 come to pass, what happened between the year prior, only a year, Blair Witch Project and then this movie, and then this. Well, you need to go back a week. Listen to our our documentary episodes. Last week, we dealt with the Burkersville 7 and Shadow of the Blair Witch. Even if you don't want to listen to the whole show, at least listen to the beginning. You're going to get the history of Blair Witch 2, and that's important because we're not going to go through that lead up again. I will not repeat myself please don't thank you for your permission <laughs> so we do like to get a little bit of context talking about the year 2000 alexander chard i believe you have the worldwide grosses of that said year yes i do Excellent. and it's a list i've read out a few times actually right. on other retrospectives looking forward to hearing it yet again i'll, I'll tell you what, act just as surprised fr- friends of the podcast have heard my feelings on all these films before mm-hmm. i'll take a little seat back heaven can let us know her feelings because the year 2000 you were alive yes Confirmed. How old were you? No, don't I ask was that. three. Fucking oh, hell. All right, well, let's see. What's your interpretation <laughs> of these top you 10 movies? You probably remember all these films. Here's one you definitely would have seen as a three year old. At number 10, 
What Lies Beneath, the spooky thriller with Michelle Pfeiffer don't and Harrison. Give a, don't give a hint. It <laughs> was about a shark that lived in the lake, and Michelle Pfeiffer went to summer camp with her kids. She's trying to take over your game, Alex. Watch I like out. it. Watch I like out. it. Yep, that was a great movie. Coming in at number nine, the first in what turned out, I think, to be an average franchise, but people love it, the X-Men. Oh, I like I like the X Men. What's your favorite X Men film? X Two. That's a great answer. Okay. X Two in favorite. first class, best two probably. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Coming to number eight, The Perfect Storm. Was that two thousand? Yeah. Wow. The Perfect Storm yeah. was about that really really big tornado and the family hid in the house. I think. Uh, no, but no. why not? Sure. <laughs> so you're going to say it's about the X Men character Storm? Yeah. <laughs> How perfect yeah, she is. It was crazy way. that they released a spin-off solo film in the same year as, yeah. as the first Mavericks. X-Men. Yeah. Seven. Meet the parents. Oh, that was with Ben Stiller and he got to meet his um his lady's family and they played volleyball. There you go. It's pretty accurate. That one. Knew that one. Number six, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim Carrey played the Grinch and it's the best Christmas movie ever besides Gremlins. You see, you were angering me, and then you brought it back. <laughs> yeah, it was like brought it back around. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do I feel now? Mm. Can we number five? Dinosaur. Oh, yeah. I had Dinosaur on the DVD. And then up. it was like, what's his name? Owl. I want to say Alvarado, but I know that's it. But it started with an A, and he had like the weird spiky triceratops, and it was like live action Disney. And you know what I'm talking about? Well, do you yep. know what you're talking about? <laughs> it wasn't live know, action. Like, Kind of like you're not live action, but like the CGI. No, no, it was actual dinosaurs. <laughs> not live. But yeah, it yeah, was it like their first uh, CGI, the first one. CGI, fully CGI Disney movie. Yeah, there we go. I remember that. Coming number four, what women want. It's like ten things I hate about you, but the actors are British. Um, that sounds like no, a pitch. Almost the actor is well Australian American <laughs> and crazy. turned out to be crazy and anti-Semitic. But it's oh. another story. Will Gibson, Heaven, what do women want? And Helen Hunt, equal rights. Mm-hmm. Seems far-fetched. Well, let's continue. I think in this film they just want a perfect man. That too, maybe. <laughs> women. Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> what they want is crazy and anti-Semitic. Coming in at number three, <laughs> Castaway. Tom Hanks on the island with the coconut. Yeah. Well, there is a coconut volleyball. Interesting little fact about this film. Uh, Tell us, Alex. uh, They started, they shot the opening to this and then Tom Hanks had to lose a ton of weight to look like he was on, uh, had been stranded on an island. So they postponed production and then they went and made that shark film you were talking about, (laughs) What Lies Beneath. (laughs) It's not actually a shark film. (laughs) But they did make that film. They did make that film. The same team. To keep all the same crew and cast on board. Well, not cast, crew on board. Interesting. So that they could make the rest of the cast away. Didn't lose them. Yep. Once once Hanks was all skinny and bearded. Wow. Looks like she's not really believing us. Coming number two, Gladiator. I know they were hot in the movie and it wasn't Mel Gibson. They were- Another story. They had the chariots and it was his brother. Mm. And right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting because that was was the Oscar winner that year. Yeah. Oh. That was the, the film. I mean, I don't think it should have been. I thought it was mediocre. But mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe you didn't think this was mediocre. Coming in at number one, Mission Impossible 2. Two was at number one that yeah. year? The John Woo film that everybody hates? Made $546 million. Fuck me. That's impressive for a movie that is really, people do not like that film. 
I bet Tom Hanks saved the world. Tom Cruise. Oh. <laughs> but off screen, Tom Hanks yeah. was saving the world. Yeah, for sure. Doing good. And that is uh, our list. To give you a bit of context where our film that we're reviewing today came in. <laughs> Let me look here. But Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 came in at 79. Oh. Thank you, Alex. Beating Almost Famous. And high oh, fidelity and oh, two great films. Dracula 2000. Not a great film. <laughs> and Urban Legends Final Cut. Oh, we've covered it. Yep. Not a great film. And American Psycho. All right. Alex Illuminating, as always, thank you. Heaven, I yes. believe that you have some contextual horror films that came out in the year 2000. So we can see, you know what? What is Blair Witch 2 up against? First film on my list is American Psycho. I just said that, didn't I? You just said it. Great mm. film. Blood, The Last Vampire. Not a good film, unless it's the no. That's not the original. It's actually an anime film that was turned into live action. Live oh. action was <laughs> anime is great. Cherry <laughs> Falls. We'll be getting to it, Alex, in the nineties. Tidy up slashes. Ooh, you and Christina. Christina is Christina. Oh, actually, Heaven now will be joining <laughs> us for that series as we've replaced Christina with Heaven in all facets of our life. Shout out to Christina. Thanks. Nope, she won't hear this. She's your mortal enemy now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Cut. We'll also be getting to this. The Australian. Australian uh, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, yeah. The Australian. Carly <laughs> <Ringwald. laughs> Widow. Yeah, slasher film. Wow, Final Destination. I will be getting to this. Yep, We've been putting this that. off a lot. I'm very excited. You're not a fan of any of the Final Destinations? I've seen the first one mm. and the second one, I think. Oh, I like that second one. Ginger Snaps. Ooh. She does. Good film. Werewolf movie. It's about girls coming of age. It is about menstruation. Oh. In wolf form. Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> you like it spicy. <laughs> Hellraiser Inferno. Covered it. Jewel on one. Jew on. Sorry, not jewel on. <laughs> sorry. I like jewel on one. <laughs> that a female artist from the 90s. Uh, jew on. That's the grudge. The original grudge movies. Oh. Mm -hmm. Jew on two. Yeah, second one. <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood? There we go. We'll, get we'll there. cover that at some point. And I have a weird feeling that Alex might be on that show. <laughs> I don't know why. He's Pitch. never said he'll do it and he'll never said he won't do it. So I feel <laughs> in the years later when we finally get to it and we're 50 years old. Yep. <laughs> I think I could be there. We'll see. Pitch Black. Ooh, Riddick. Definitely I will do these at some point. They're trying to make another one at the moment. And if I'm hoping that one will be more horror based. Because then we'll have like Pitch this Black. One. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Riddick. And then Furia. This play was good. Scream 3. Covered it. Shriek if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. Eh, I'll get ah. to that. Is that like a parody horror kind of vibe? Sounds like it. It's not. <laughs> Urban Legends Final Cut. Ooh. Done it. Did that. What Lies Beneath. Ooh. We love it. Yep. Shock thriller. Michelle Pfeiffer and her kids. Summer Camp. Harrison Ford Sounds plays like a plan the shark. Yep. Spicy. Is that it? That's it. Great list. Thank you, Heaven. That's a good list reading. All right. So what are we there with? We've got some spooky ghosty stuff. Uh, we've got... What else is happening there in that list? Some psychological thrillers. Yep. Got a bit of... Uh, slasher tail end. Tail end of the slasher. For sure. Of the 90s slashes. Dying out, though. We're mm. entering what is another lost year. So at the beginning of the 90s, Heaven, I don't know if you noticed, but the horror... Films were just in a mm -hmm. bit of a disarray. Some people write out all the 90s, but you have to give accreditation to the slasher revival from 95 onwards. But by this point, it was yeah. dying out. It was only hardcore fans like me that were still watching them. 
And then we didn't really have another revival for another few years as they gradually realized torture porn was what people wanted. Yep. And then it went more into found footage and spookies and the conjuring and paranormal activity and stuff like that. But this era here was kind of like, yeah, you think the Blair Witch Project is going to be a huge thing. And it was for like straight to DVD. There was a lot of found footage. I watched tons of it. Mm-hmm. But there was a weird backlash to it. It was kind of like people were angry in a weird way from being tricked. It's not fucking real yeah they didn't want more they want to be tricked again i've already been tricked last year (laughs) not this year too um so horror was really kind of left a bit awkwardly in artisan entertainment as we talked about last week so again go there if you want to hear the full story but they greenlit blair witch 2 immediately brought in these different directors the original director sorry different director and writer the original director uh, directors of blair witch project the hero is executive producer we're figuring out some sort of contractual thing for sure so they're getting some money from this yeah to put it. into their david hasselhoff film no doubt <laughs> put into their monty python heart of love airplane heart of love movie they were trying to make at this point that's what they were doing uh, but no this is directed by joe berlinger who again is very well known um for his documentaries uh, paradise lost the ted bundy tapes he did uh oprah's master class he was doing the system with joe berlinger he's gone on to do like a show with him starring him like taking things down in the system looking okay. at what's wrong yeah, I think in the judicial system. And then he's the director of that Zach Afron uh, Ted Bundy film, Extremely Wicked, Shocking, Evil, wow. and Vile. Wow. Hmm. That's this guy. Yeah. I wish people have seen that movie, I believe. I hadn't. I watched it. Did yeah. You? There was like yeah. a bit of controversy around that when it was just released because of the sort of sexualization of Ted Bundy. Yeah. Um, and like there was all these comments, like people fawning over Zach Efron and blah, blah, blah. And it's like- He's portraying a guy that raped and killed women and then raped their corpses. Yep. They really right. made no, him look like a angry. good guy, definitely, in the film. Yeah. Like, you kind of want him to be innocent. There you go. That's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, that's not, I'm not saying you're disgusting. But yeah. No, <laughs> well, I, you I thought it was disgusting. Yeah. I'm also disgusting. Oh, disgusting. You disgust me. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> But yeah, this guy's interested in this stuff. If nothing else, this guy's a documentary filmmaker. He hadn't done a feature film narrative before. Wait a minute. Is this the guy from Burkittsville 7? The guy that had the cameras <laughs> and the suitcase full of serial Chris, killers? Up? It could wow. well be him. Because yeah, he's into serial killers and just understanding them. And I respect that. And I think that's maybe a smart choice for some reasons. We'll get into why it might not be a smart choice for other reasons. Written by Dick Deeb. Oh, sorry, Dick Beeb and Joe Berlinger. <laughs> Uh, DP'd by Nancy Schreiber who would go on to do that uh, Ryan Reynolds film The Nines Ooh, is that one of your five favourite Ryan Reynolds films oh just on the border oh there you go right on the border do you know my favourite Ryan Reynolds film Van Wilder Buried oh you like that that's your oh, favourite I love that film wow. I think that's one of the best horror films ever made wow that's ahead of Deadpool for you oh yeah right yeah you ever seen Buried Mm-mm. whole film takes place in a coffin Oh. I think it's I honestly think it's expertly done anyway she she also did DPing on Nancy Shore I think actually weirdly it was a guy but I, mean, so, I don't know anyway but a DP also did Cat House do you remember that TV show Cat House no it was like a documentary inside the brothels that are in Pahrump and outside oh Reno. yeah I think I saw a few episodes of that yeah music by Carter Burwell definitely the biggest name here Carter Burwell the Coen Brothers guy yeah right so Blood Simple Miller's Crossing The Big Lebowski also Fargo also did Wayne's World 2, a Goofy movie, which weirdly now is big again. How did that happen? Wayne's World 2? No, a Goofy movie. What's Goofy movie? Like as in Goofy the Disney go- character? A Goofy movie. Yeah, Goofy the Disney character. Right. Loads of people dress up as Goofy now and there's a girl from it. Mm-hmm. You aware of this? 
Yes. It's because I really loved it. It was like this weird straight to DVD yeah. one and I really enjoyed it. And somehow now it's become a cult classic out of nowhere. Like it's it wasn't good. for decades and now it's become a cult classic. And there it is. It's a cool film. Um, Being John Malkovich, Adaptation, Twilight, Where the Wild Things Are, Anna Melissa, uh, and Three Billboards. Oh, wow. This He's guy. Got, uh, quite a CV. What a composer. Mm. See how the music is in this film. Starring Jeffrey Donovan as Jeffrey Patterson. <laughs> Can't make it up. Been in Hitch, J. Edgar, Burn Notice, the Fargo TV series, Sicario 1 and 2, and Extremely Wicked, Chocolatey Evil, and Vile. Yeah, he's Brackets he's sexy. definitely still a working, working actor. He's he is. A lot. Know his face well. Erica Learson as Erica Gearson. Uh, <laughs> this was her first movie. She would go on. I've already reviewed her in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 version. She's in Wrong Turn 2, Dead End, so I'll be getting to her again in that film and magic in the moonlight one of my personal favorite modern woody allen films there we go stephen barker turner as stephen ryan parker <laughs> wow <laughs> he's been on a lot of tv uh kim director as kim diamond she's been in the deuce tristan skyler as trison ryler <laughs> oh man it's like a fucking mad lips game. <laughs> yeah, it is. Stopped acting in 2006, but then returned in 2013 for one single role. Hope it was worth it. Lanny Flaherty as Sheriff Ronald Cravens. No rhyming there. Miller's Crossing, Natural Born Killers, Waterworld, Signs, and Men in Black 3. That's who Cravens has been in. Yep. Uh, Don't like Cravens in this. No. Uh, Lauren Holsey as Eileen Treacle. She's been in Pekka, but mostly oh, does. Spoilers. Do you, do you know, so this actor, the, the little girl, yep. she mostly does special effects for Marvel, Star Wars, Cloverfield, and all these fucking huge movies. Wow. That's what she does now. Special effects artist. Oh, special That's effects awesome. artist. Cool. Yeah. Um, and finally, Raina Shine as Rustin Parr. This guy's been in West Wing, been in the film The New World, which I love, and Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. But not original <laughs> Rustin. <laughs> Well, no, is there original rusting? Because there's a lot of them. Uh, budgeted at $15 million. Wow, that's is, a lot of money, Al. Well, you know what you do is when you have a hit with a movie that costs around about $50 million, you say, let's times that by... Wait, you mean 50000 Sorry, 50000 Yeah. What's 50000 into $1 million even? Well, you need us 20. 20. Mm-hmm. So let's times it by... Oh, is it 20 or 200? No, it's 20, isn't it? Because 250, 100, yeah, 20. And then 15 million. This is embarrassing. 15 million. <laughs> Divided, well, it's 15. So 20 times 15 yeah. equals yeah. how much? One, One million. million. One million. Are we doing this right? <laughs> Wait, 15 million divided by 15? Anyway, they're like $50,000. Let's times that by a large amount to make $15 million. is right now. But hey, was it worth it? Box office, $47 million, Alex. 300, you times 50,000 by 300. 300 times the budget of the original. And it made less than a quarter of gross. Oh, that is insane. For 300 times the budget. Again, we talked about how we got her in the previous show. Go listen to that if you want to hear the build-up. Um, we're not going to repeat ourselves. But we did mention things like Marilyn Manson, Webfest, mm-hmm. <laughs> going to Burkittsville, conversations, mm-hmm. green lighting, mm-hmm. the word real. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so we open. Wait, Al. Yeah. May I ask you? No. Did you see this at the cinema when it came out? Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, very good question. I honestly don't remember. I was yep. such a big fan of the Blair Witch Project. A huge fan. And it was only a year later. And I know I was excited. And I know from the trailer, I was immediately, oh, this is shit. Just immediately, you can tell this is trash. Yep. And then the reviews came in and were not kind. Mm-hmm. But it's the kind of thing where surely I would have still... I, I must have gone to see it. Honestly, yep. I, I wouldn't have waited for VHS or DVD in those days. Mm-hmm. DVD it would have been. I must have. Must have. Because I know I, I still owned a DVD. I would have bought it in Blu-ray if it was available. It was never put out on Blu-ray. We had trouble trying to find an HD version to watch it. You can only get yeah. it on Stars. we found. Um, and then we couldn't get it to sync with our system. So we ended up watching the DVD. Mm-hmm. Which actually was a good quality DVD. It looked all right. Yeah, I didn't need to see that in any sharper quality. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it, it would have added anything. Uh, but I don't remember. And in all honesty, I've maybe seen it twice. And I certainly haven't seen it since maybe two years after it came out. So it's been a long time. Right. What about you? Yeah, very similar experience. I, I, I have no distinct recollection of seeing it at the cinema. Nowhere near like how my memory is very clear on seeing Blair Witch Project. I feel like I still would have been hyped. I mean, I definitely was hyped still when this, when it was announced that it was coming out. So I'm almost certain I must have seen it at the cinema, probably with my friend Nick as well. Um, and then probably watched it a few times in, in between now and then. Mm-hmm. It just like popped up on TV. Just for fun? Yeah. <laughs> just for fun. Just because you need some owl sex. Yeah, just because, you know, it's, uh, it's sexy. It is sexy. By the way, speaking of that, we're going to get you in a second, Heaven and your story. Have you, Anna, have you seen this before? No, this is my first time watching it ever. Okay, okay. We can get you to huddle a little closer to the mic on this episode because I've noticed you lean away. Or you just bring the mic closer to you. You don't have to move in. Bring it to you. There you go. Yeah, speaking of sexy, the sex scene in this, which we'll get to, obviously, Heaven's reaction to it is so phenomenal. I normally would do this at the end of the episode, but please go to my Twitter account, Mr. Al White, and look on the day, the 13th of August, 2019, <laughs> and you can find four videos of Heaven's reactions to watching They're this excellent. movie. Excellent reactions. And honestly... I'm not even kidding. I don't, apart more than this film, I want to talk about the fact that you can react to anything in this film other than laughter <laughs> because you yeah. have genuine reactions to some yeah. things in this film. And that interests me because I can't imagine, not to, again, show my hands for another week a little early, but it's whether it's enjoyable or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say right now, this movie does not scare me in any fucking way, shape yeah. or form. Not even remotely, not even one toe anywhere near the ocean of spookies. But can it be entertaining is the question for me. Whereas heaven, you're a different story. Yeah. Um, I was scared at some points, you know, there was a lot of laughter. I thought, oh, I really leveled up in my- Laughter from Al and I? Is that what you mean? <laughs> La- my- I laughed. Oh. I was able to, to look at it and be like, ooh, this is, I'm here at the part where I could laugh at horror, but that was only the first like 20 minutes. Right. And then things got scary and then I wasn't laughing anymore. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting because there were bits that, that would happen and I would sort of- I would look at Al and we'd share a look. I won't say what type of look, but it was a general Aroused. kind of acknowledgement that we were sort of in the same ballpark with what we were thinking. And then I'd turn and look at you <laughs> and you'd have a very ballpark. different and sincere reaction. And then I'd feel a little bit like a dick because I was like, am I, yeah, is my right. reaction insulting because no, no, you're having a, a very genuine experience? Well, you're a dick too. Well, I'm a great, hundred percent. But yeah, it was, it was cool. So I want to play well then a couple of games as we go through. Number one is going to be seeing how heaven, uh, well, three games. Number one, 
how heaven reacts going forward. You said it gets to a scary point and it's a bit more spooky from that point on. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can find where that is, Alex. Number okay. two, we made <laughs> guesses last week on who's going to be the killer in this. Let's find out how those panned out at the end of the episode. And third and final game I want to play. <laughs> third and final game I want to play. How many times do we get to see or hear reference to the titular Book of Shadows? <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I'm counting in my head right now. Excellent. Let's, let's rack them up. Yeah. Oh, Hacks man. and Films, they are back. The second build out for Artisan Entertainment. They said the following is a fictionalized reenactment. So that's what they're trying to tell us here is that this did happen, but we don't have tapes this time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go more traditional. There's a few bits of found footage in here. Uh, well, not found footage, but footage in here. But, but footage from the film. From the film. And okay, so which let's, is, let's which, do this problem straight away, straight okay. off the bat. Alex, before we started watching film, you pointed out to prob- me a problem in the dossier compared to what we watched last week, yep. which was The Shadow of Blair Witch. The Shadow of Blair Witch is meant to be this true story, and they cast someone else as the real Jeff, who is then portrayed in this film by an actor. Mm-hmm. However. Yeah, however, in the Book of Shadows dossier, there is uh, no sign of uh, real Jeff. And by real Jeff, I mean Book of Shadows uh, documentary real Jeff. All the pictures in the Book of Shadows dossier are of the actors and from the movie. So it completely kills what the first book did, which was it could use footage from the movie and The Curse of Blair Witch because those were both pitched as real. And we have what is announced in the first frame of this film, a fictionalized version, which then they put in the book, which is trying to replicate the reality of the first book. I'm furious. <laughs> it's insane. And I showed you guys this Living. big picture and it's like massacre in Burkittsville. And it has a picture of actor Jeff and the actors. And I then d- later on in the book, there's a picture that looked like two of the actors headshots, which is sort of being used as kind of criminal mug shots. I mean, I'm honestly, incredulity doesn't even begin to explain it. How they couldn't think something through that simple. And then in this movie, we're going to have bits of found footage, particularly at the beginning. There's going to be sort of newsreel bits of footage and some stuff again. But they're still using the fucking actors from in this film. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. all fictionalized found footage. Which if you had watched what they wanted you to watch, presumably Shadow Billow Witch, which came out like, what's it, 19 days prior on TV mm-hmm. to warm you up into this, making you trying to con you again. Yeah. <laughs> that it's real. They had the opportunity to just put their other actors playing the real versions of these characters into the news footage, into everything else, and make this, yeah, here's the reenactment, sort of film footage, and then here's the actual footage, which genuinely, I'm going to say right now, as dumb as this movie is, would have made it slightly more creepy and effective mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. then see other footage of people who look a bit like those people, but you're, thinking, you're being told these are the real people. Yeah, yeah. Sort of film. It's all it reeks of to me immediately is how little and it's just depressing but just like how true all the cliches you hear about studios are about how they think about this stuff how stupid Mm -hmm. this fucking studio were to go like oh we can recreate it but let's get a documentary filmmaker in but then let's not let him do documentary stuff and get him to do a normal narrative film and then let's do all this fucking bullshit (laughs) of contradicting our own myths yeah it's like how did you know someone was there in that meeting and they're like well how are we going to market this? Well, the last marketing strategy really, really worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't really fit in with... Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's do just it. power ahead. Let's do it. But I'll what about the book? We've already... It's already got the go ahead with the publisher. 
Yeah, it's not final. Let's just do this. What should we call the film? Book of Shadows. Man. Is that in the script? It's Book of Shadows. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. In the you documentary. Know horror fans, they don't think about <laughs> yeah. movies And too in the much. documentary, we'll just say he was writing a screenplay called Book of Shadows. <laughs> Done. Get it's, it out. It's, it's honestly it's infuriating. genius. Yeah. Because it immediately yeah, it just is. tells you this production company do not give a shit. Yeah. We Cash know grab. From Cash what grab. we talked about last week, yeah. we know this director and writer do give a shit. Um, I do believe they, they give a shit. However, still not enough of a shit. You know, <laughs> to point and, those things out. You know, I, yeah, like I, when I think of the, the intention of the narrative, I, I, I admire him for having that idea of like sort of playing on the, 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 all, yeah, the mass hysteria and hype from the film and the effect on the town. Like, I like that intro and that theme mm-hmm. and that idea and how that could potentially put people in harm's way mm-hmm. through through their own their own fault because of the the hype. But it it is well, I'll tell we'll you what there. I'll tell you what it's like. <laughs> we we skip right to the end, <laughs> and my brain just drifted off to the bar of Halvers that I've got upstairs, and I'm gonna dig into after this. Mm. Hacks and films, arts and entertainment. What's wrong, Evan? Just, you know, really like contemplating my experience watching this masterpiece. You had an experience. <laughs> I you did. did. I did. As though. everyone on Twitter can see. The following is a fictionalized reenactment. Some names have been changed <laughs> to rhyming. <laughs> 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 Summer 1999, real, inverted commas, news footage. Um, oh, no, sorry, but we do. It's just real news footage. It's the only bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And interviews from different critics of the Blair Witch Project, including Roger Ebert himself. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty great. I like, I like this. this bit. Yeah. And then they do the right thing. They splice this in with some fake footage yeah. to make it seem like the critics are talking about the footage as if it were real. Yeah. Great. Do more of that. Yeah. Nope. Great start. I remember, yeah, I remember this whole bit now when I was watching it the first time and being kind of buzzed about this opening. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, maybe. Yep. And then what does it cut to, Al? <sighs> well, uh, well, then it says people have been flocking to Burkittsville. Uh, so we do get some true more, more things here about interviews of some of the real people right. there being pissed about what's happened to their town. Again, this is real stuff. Um, and then we get Jeff <laughs> yeah. cut into these. Again, it's the right intention. Mm. Unfortunately, you got an actor who can't act. And again, this is meant to be real for sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's the fucking actor, Jeff, who you've just told us this footage is a reenactment. Yeah. So you've literally just shot yourself, not in the foot, in the face. This is so, within two minutes, you, you've proven you're not smart enough but to talk about any of this. if you haven't watched the Book no, but, of Shadow. But I'm saying it doesn't matter because the beginning of this movie, it tells you the following is no, a yeah, fictionalized sorry, reenactment. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you're literally telling me something <laughs> yeah. and then fucking yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sorry. Oh, it makes me that angry. That is true. It makes me really angry. And he's immediately doing the sort of the stutter thing to try and seem creepy. He's like, I, I was in, I was in the hospital. Yeah, like oh. I didn't see the Blair Witch when it came out because uh, 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 I was, I was, I was in hospital and um, I, I, one acting decision short of like hitting his head while he's saying. I wasn't out. I wasn't out yet. <laughs> then I was in the theater seventeen times in a row. <laughs> Uh, but I do love, and I think this lady's real. I do love this lady who's throwing rocks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that lady's, she's great. She, I she didn't want to sell the rocks from my rock garden, but the guy said his wife really wanted those rocks. So I sold him these rocks for $10. It, <laughs> it's too much to ship a rock. 100% I believe it's real. See, here again, like, because we had in the last episode, a bit of the backstory about Joe Bollinger going oh, to Burkittsville. And talking to the residents and how mm-hmm. the film had impacted them. 
you know, I could, I was watching this bit and being like, oh, I wonder like how much of these conversations he's pulled into this dialogue here. Mm. And that was an interesting layer for me. And I was like, oh, like that, focusing around that theme was, was interesting. Yeah. I'm going to say, honestly, I like all this stuff because there's some humor in there. Again, yeah. Jeff should be, should be a different actor mm. to be the real Jeff and he should be a better actor. But other than that, all the other stuff, whether it's real or not, I can't tell. Yeah. And it works really well. Um, and yeah, there's that humor that was in the beginning of the Blair Witch Project before mm-hmm. things got creepy. I like it. Um, however, then we get Ronald Craven's <laughs> shouting at tourists in the woods who are two feet from him in sw- fucking hordes just running mm-hmm. into the woods. And he's like, there's no goddamn Blair Witch. <laughs> What's up with his accent? Oh, it was oh, not man. as good as mine. But yeah, pretty close. Yeah, there's just like a lot of little goth kids shuffling away. <laughs> And I swear to God, they keep calling him Craven in this one. He was 100% Craven's. He was definitely Craven's. And I swear to keep calling him Craven from now on. He's like Craven's in this book too. Because I made notes from the the documentary that we watched last week as Craven, singular. I swear they did it this time as well. So maybe they don't know what they're talking about. And Mm. the original Craven's was a big, burly, chubby man, remember? Ron Craven's? Mm -hmm. Not anymore. The supposedly real Craven's? Not anymore. Well... It wasn't even the same actor in the no. the documentaries. It's, like, it's been a year later. That guy's not doing much. You can get him back. Oh, no. In the documentaries, it was Hank, the deputy. Ah. Who quit. <sighs> did he, though? But didn't. Yeah, did he? <laughs> uh, Jeff believes, though, that everything that happened at the Blow Witch Project is real. Um, and he's recounting a conversation he had with someone else who believes it's real. He's like, I know. He's like, I know, man. He's like, I know. That's right. <laughs> we had a connection. That's right. <laughs> Uh, one year earlier, we get some footage of Jeff in a psychiatric center. Again, I think, are we meant to believe this is real? Because it looks like, this is where I'm like, okay, I don't know what you're trying to do anymore. Because it looks kind of like found footage dog footage. But mm-hmm. then suddenly you've got from his POV looking up and yeah. dogs looking down. And they're 100% terrible actors. But it also looks the like they're in the 50s or it, 60s. Yeah. The like dogs are just smoking and looking evil. Yeah. While they insert no- uh, tubes up his nose and then pour some liquid down. And heaven squirms. It was gross. That tube went on forever going into his nose. Spoilers, it wasn't really going. (laughs) It was clearly just being placed next to him. You know, I could suspend the disbelief for the nose. (laughs) I'm I'm very sincere. That's why I'm jealous of that. I'm jealous of being able to suspend disbelief for anything. (laughs) I'm just too cynical. Um, So yeah, this is the reenacted footage of Jeff. Is this still the opening? Yeah, this is still the opening. Autumn, 1999. Titles with a chopper shot over the trees. There oh you go. Gosh. Which? Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets like Hocus Pocus. Like, yeah, ooh. I remember Old school this bit in the when I saw it, just thinking like, what the fuck? Like, this is not the film <laughs> yeah. that I was expecting. And I knew I was in for a, for a ride of some sort. Well, we talked about it on the slasher film retrospectives, the 90s that we did, Alex. But this was the Vogue for the 90s. Would yeah. you start your slasher film with a tracking chopper shot over the ocean or over trees? Normally trees. I know what you did last summer. All, honestly, Beautiful. they all do it. There's like, and, and they still do it to this day. It's mm. such a trope of horror films. You start with that shot over all the trees and then you pan up to the yeah. island. They do it here and they do it with Marilyn Manson's song, Disposable Teens. Yeah. Oh. Now, the reason for this... Alex, you mentioned you've done Near 2000 many times before mm-hmm. because we had Bride of Chucky around that time. We had like a bunch of horror films where the teen slashes were doing well yeah. and that end of that era had just been paying off. 
and they wanted to inject some of that in here. They wanted the slickness, they wanted the fun, they wanted the music. Now the director, Joe, he opened Didn't this want any of that. with Frank Sinatra's Witchcraft. Wow. That's what it was meant to open with. The studio forced him to replace it with Marilyn Manson's Disposable Teens. My note here, though, that I was writing said, this soundtrack slaps in all capital letters. It slaps good? Yeah, that means means you really like it. It's like, oh, this slaps. This is awesome. For a second, like, I was like, this was my initial reaction to this. You were always like, yeah. I was like, you said it slaps. Yeah, I said the sound. Yeah. I was like, okay, like I now that we're in, like hocus pocus it Buffy slaps. world, I was like, the soundtrack slaps. All right, right. this is in my world. Slapping's the bad. World. <laughs> New era, <laughs> like sick. Like, that's yeah. definitely negative. Sick, <laughs> unless you're into slapping, I guess. Well, I'm spoilers. I'm not into slapping. That's a late night podcast. <laughs> listeners. Oh, they're all a late night podcast. We like late night Hollyoaks. Remember that? Mm. Mm. Um, so we're going to get some little little cuts spliced in of people getting tied up and killed. Yep. Neck sliced. Yeah. Nasty shit. Yeah. It's not as terrible. Heaven, though, looks shocked. I didn't like it. <laughs> November 5th, 1999. <laughs> Quote, we found blood in the van. We're going to get a lot of little splicing in of an interrogation is happening or a few interrogations happening yep. by the police. Mm-hmm. With the survivors that are going to be revealed throughout the film. And then also, yeah, just these cuts of violence for really no reason, which I think are going to be the tourists on Coffin Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Both of these decisions, I'm going to say right now, the, and I'll go into a bit more detail at the end. The splicing all of the violence that happened, that was shot very last minute and was an order from the studio of we need more blood in this film. So just <laughs> shoot some violence and intersperse it throughout kind of blindly. But it's yeah. the same shots over and over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. We'll get to it later. Uh, the interrogation was meant to be purely bookended. They weren't meant to keep flashing up throughout the film. The <laughs> studio sense. forced them to put it in then throughout the film. Ooh. Why? What? Well, we'll get into whether we think that's a good decision or not when we get to it. But just giving you the context. Okay. November the 12th, 1999. Ooh. Jeff is running a tour with a couple. Uh, he's running the, uh, the one of them. Sorry, they're both writing this book called The Blair Witch Hysteria or History. Again, we're playing into the director's things that he likes. Yep. I can already tell, sadly, the actors aren't good. No. <laughs> but again, I like you were saying, I like some of these themes that he wants yep. to deal with. Oh, and there's Erica in the backseat, rising up like a demon. The Wiccan. Looking all sexy and Wiccany. Yeah. Yep. She's the redhead. And yeah, she's going to play the witch, I guess, but the good witch. Yeah. Says that she was like disowned by her family mm. for being mm. a Wiccan. Too sexy. Yeah. She said, we were a persecuted minority. Yeah. Or that might have been later on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to learn why she's on it. Well, let's just say it. she's on this trip then too because she wants to. She mentions it once. She thinks Ellen, Ellie Kedwood was a good witch. Yeah. And she wants to embrace her powers through the woods essentially and sort have- of bond with her in a sexy little Wiccan yeah. way. Yeah. Ellie be her mentor. Yeah, she wants yeah. Ellie to be her mentor. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, and she like, is like emphasizes a lot in that beginning that Wiccans are about a connection with the earth mm-hmm. and the world around them. Which again, I don't, I don't mind this idea to have this character like this who's reflecting that stuff. The problem is, and I appreciate this is a different person, but so if you're a Wiccan watching this film, maybe she's an accurate portrayal and you're like, yeah, we got a Wiccan hero to like have. But for me, it's eye rolling for the entire film yeah. because of it the way that satirical. they're portraying it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it, but you, you know, for people who weren't here last week, Oi. we can't reveal heaven was 
forever scarred by a Wiccan. Yeah. <laughs> she was pagan. <laughs> she was pagan, but she put those runes on you. Yeah, put Blair Witch ruins on my twi- twixt. Twixt <laughs> <laughs> my breasts. <laughs> it's factual. So they find Kim hanging out on Eileen Treacle, one of the seven kids taken and murdered by Rustin Park. She was uh, the no. little girl that was drowned. She was the girl that oh, drowned. Oh, she was drowned, was she? But her body was never found. So she's on the gravestone of just, it just says treacle, oh. whether it's Eileen's or not. There's such a great line wrong, there <laughs> where the witch was like, what are you doing? Are you trying to find the energy? And she's like, I'm trying to find the energy to stand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Very that goth. Is right. And we're immediately setting up all of these stereotypes here. Like, this yeah. is not like the Blair Witch Project where we had three people who seem very ordinary. This is like, all right, you've got Jeff, the sort of loose cannon. Is he crazy? Is he not? They're setting mm-hmm. it up straight away. you got the couple who I guess are meant to be like the intellectuals, the straight couple, you know, just like yep. very down the middle of the road. Academics. Then you've got the Wiccan girl who's going to be the sort of, sort of very sort of ethereal and in touch with things. Mm-hmm. And then confuse things for me, you've got Kim as the goth girl who's, yeah, lying out, like sound trickles and stone. She's going to be the one who has the visions throughout this, not the Wiccan girl. Yeah. yeah. Well, she does for half the film and then kind she of abruptly stops, like- loses her <laughs> I know. power I of clairvoyance. She didn't- yeah. Wouldn't you either make these both the same character or at least give the powers to... Erica the Wiccan girl. I I agree. Yeah, definitely. Goths don't have superpowers yeah, no, that yeah. I know of. And I used to be a goth. Yeah. I hang out with a lot of goths. Yeah. More than I did Wiccans. I'm presuming Wiccans are more in touch with that kind of thing. Yes. Probably. Weird decision. Very weird and it, decision. And it weirds me out for the whole film. But we establish in this scene, and this 100% feels like an artist and entertainment studio decision, where you're like, oh, we need to connect with the teens. So number one, put some Marilyn Manson in. Yeah. Number two... Get them to say they're going to smoke some weed and drink some alcohol. Mm-hmm. And all the kids will be like, these guys are cool. We yeah. have weed. We're going to get beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's just, I hate it when you can feel for a genre film, the studio talking down to you. You yeah. know, like you could just feel these are people who have no idea. They're so out oh. of touch. And they're just trying to still like, be, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Like you would loosen that little necktie. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's probably... You know, the the first film has exploded and then it's a quick meeting of, okay, what boxes can we tick to Absolutely. keep the dollars coming in? So, mm-hmm. like, let's take Blair Witch Project, but also mm-hmm. let's take Bride of Chucky and also yeah. let's take this, like, you know, and just push yeah. them all together. Which And then so someone's cool. like, can we see one of the actress's boobs? Like, all right, we got yeah. it. He's yeah. probably also called Jeff because there's a lot of them. Yeah. One of them. Jeff's tour is for two nights. So, he's doing these tours, basically. And it's it's, it's not to do with... Because he doesn't really say, but I presume it's to do with Josh and and mm-hmm. Heather and Mike, right? Yeah, it's you their route. Follow, yeah, you follow. He said we're gonna follow exactly their footsteps they took. Yeah, on to, the yeah, but to, he never like clarifies who he's talking about because there's quite a lot of those like expeditions throughout mm-hmm. the centuries. But he says yeah. you're gonna walk the same paths and you're going to like stay on the same soil. Mm. Like, no, they're not. They go to Rustin Parr's house. Yeah, ultimately that's just the goal is to get to Rustin Parr's house, which they never yeah. stayed at. They never camped there. So, like, it's just weird. I was just, I, in my head, I was like, oh, this could be cool. We're going to go revisit all the places mm-hmm. from Blair Witch 1. Um, but no. It no. Just straight to Rustin Park. Flick. They're Rustin Pass. Mm-hmm. right there. Didn't even stop at Coffin Rock. No. <laughs> We're going to learn it's his first tour, um, and he doesn't like Burkittsville. Because that like, would have been cool if they had a fictionalized version of the two guys fishing 
oh, from yeah. Blair Witch. But that's how you get really meta. So I've I've read reviews in this. I've listened to some people talking about it. I'm gonna. We don't normally do this, but a, a podcast I respect massively, now playing, did a review of this many years ago, and I listened to that a little bit ago. And they, Alex, steal yourself from anger. But they were bigging this film up mm. for being the uh, you know not a good film, but they said it, you have to at least give it credibility for how meta it is essentially, yeah. and like looking at what happened before and kind of like treating that as if it's real. Which I agree. There's like there's certain tropes yeah. here. But I think they're already bored by 2000 and they're talking about it like it's um, at least this film does it a lot better than Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That's what they all three of them agree on. Give me the names of these guys, <laughs> their addresses. <laughs> I think this film completely fucks that stuff. But That I, is incorrect. <laughs> it's factually incorrect. New Nightmare is a great film. I'm surprised. Wait, no one wanted to go see the log. They had been walking south, Heather, Josh, for hours and hours, and no one wanted to go see like the mysterious no. log. None of it. They got or the twigs or the fucking stick figures hanging yeah. or like any of this. Stuff. I think if they had been that meta, then this would have been fucking really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something here that could have been cool. Again, you need more time to develop it. And I do think, well, we'll get to it at the end, but I think you need a different director because he hasn't done narrative before. You know, he's used to taking the document. Then let him do a documentary. Let him get yeah, yeah. full fucking found footage. Don't make him do a film film. Because mm-hmm. uh, it does bother me. They get there. Yeah, he's saying he wouldn't shop or piss in Burkittsville. But they go to a supermarket just outside. Rustin Parr's lying on the floor. Yeah. Oh and it's the same God. Rustin Parr in the book Secret Confession of Rustin Parr, not the original Rustin Parr from mm. all the previous documentaries, including Burkittsville 7 mm-hmm. and Shadow of the Blair Witch in the lead up to this film. They've completely got a new Rustin Parr. And he's, yeah, lying on the floor fixing the fridge. And we all recognized him right away. Yes. And he just looks, in this scene, he just looks completely, just, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He's just like, and you're like, why is he on the floor? Because mm. they don't even really show he's doing maintenance. But then we're still getting the splice shots of violence. Jeff's bringing cameras, loads of cameras to record the occult phenomena. Um, and Kim just instinctively knows that the wife is pregnant. Six weeks along and Steve and her husband, he, well, she's saying that he doesn't want it, but it's actually, we're going to later on find the other way around. Mm. It's so weird that the goth girl just knows for no reason. No yeah, has this kind of. And the way she says it, it just makes me want to. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> like, even if you do, like, again, I sound like somebody who doesn't believe in this stuff. Like, I used to be able to do this stuff a lot. And mm. I, I know that some of this stuff is possible from my own personal experiences. But when you portray it in this sort of fucking smug way, I'm just yeah. like, oh, I just immediately don't like your character. Yeah. But they go to Rustin Parr's burnt down house. Which has heaven's boob markings all over it now. Yeah. Like they're everywhere. Yeah. Just like, that's what it would be referred to. <laughs> it's clearly made of styrofoam, which then I yeah. check. Yes, it is. It's made from styrofoam. And as you pointed out, Alex, way too high. Way too high. So in the first, uh, in Curse of the Blair Witch, we get some footage from the anthropology team that found Heather, Josh and Mike's tapes at the ruins of what we later find out is Rustin Parr's house and the walls are, are much lower. They're practically on the ground. Yeah. Whereas here we have walls that are at least chest height to the actors in some yeah. places above their heads, I think. Even. Yeah. So, yeah, so much high walls. But this could play into some of the things that we find out yeah, potentially. Yeah, This is a problem. It's like, I want them to be asking the questions that audience would, would still be asking, particularly in 2000. The internet hadn't answered everything. We didn't have all of the forum resources quite mm-hmm. figured out yet. 
people would still be asking questions about the Blair Witch Project. So allow this film to ask some of them. Yeah. Like them being there and going, hang on, but I thought this house was like standing yeah. in the Blair Witch Project. And them to be, well, that was the whole, like for him to be like, yeah, that's the fucking weird thing. It's like their footage showed this house here, but this house has been burnt down. For yeah, yeah. Like spell it out. Let fill in mm-hmm. some of those gaps a mm-hmm. bit more and like let the audience know. Instead, it just confuses it even more. Yeah. Which for our job is people going for all these films, trying to like knit it together. It's very difficult. There's a tree in the middle of the burnt down house. And Jeff, and I love this because Jeff doesn't see it when he walks right next to it and Anna starts filming. And then they're like, what about that tree? And he just turns around. He's like, whoa. There's a tree there, man. This would be right in the middle of their living room. Dude. I wish this was Keanu Reeves. Oh. Erica, the redhead. She's, this is where she's like, yeah, I'm here to commune with Ellie Kedwood. Yeah. She's a good witch. She was an mm-hmm. earth child like me. And she lies down and sort of like... Like oh, just to show snow angels in snow the grass. angels in the grass. Literally the just leaves. a midriff shot. That's what that is. Talking to the leaves. Can I take you? Thank you. Yeah, oh, that's right. that makes that's you right. so angry. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Can I? Do I? Does, does it, did you just say that, or is oh, it like, can say, I have permission? May I have permission? No pause. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Takes the leaf. And I was mostly friends with goths, but I was friends with some like yeah white witches when I was a teenager, and they would do that shit all the time. And I'm and I'm like I, I'd have I've never fucking heard them go. May I take this? Oh. Okay, I won't. I'm sorry. Like, they're never told no, buddy. Of as if they're like, yes, I deserve everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck you. Um. Anyway, Jeff's got loads of cameras: night vision, infrared, time lapse, handheld, every camera conceivable. Setting it up here like a pile of toys, and you, I'm already thinking, mm, how are we going to get all these? How are they going to use this yeah, down the line? The mm-hmm. Also, did you notice this is how the difference is in the one year? We're already in the age of digital. Yep. And he even makes a point about it. Yeah. It's like, video doesn't lie, but film does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. But I feel like that is a marker for we're entering an era already, just one year later, where video is what's cool because we're not in HD digital. Let, let's, be, let's be clear. This is not HD digital. Can I just, just to slightly go off topic, I'll... Um, Next time you're in a meeting with any production companies and and say you want to shoot your next film on film, can you use that line in the uh, meeting? Film lies. <laughs> video. I'm going to bring up video. <laughs> like, do you want to shoot digital? Yeah. Mm-mm. Video cassette. <laughs> wow. That's the future. <laughs> it never lies. Oh, yeah. The husband does a little mocking of Joshua, which I thought was fun. You see that for a split second? He's like, Joshua. Does he? Yeah, just for a second. That's fun. Um, and then the redheads. This is when they're all like drinking around a fire, telling little stories oh, right. and sort of cutting between stuff. And the redhead mm-hmm. saying, "What I don't understand is how you could have two guys and a girl and not have sex." She's yeah. just flirting with Jeff because they were t- being hunted. Yes, and she's like, "But str- uh, sex is a good stress reliever, or whatever." And also because, and then he leans over and goes, "I'm stressed now." <laughs> Ew. <laughs> And also because all three of the characters from the previous film were realistic people. Yeah. Well, like, they're all kind of annoying. <laughs> and yeah. they didn't really want to have sex. And a problem with fucking studio horror films is everyone's pretty and everyone's always like, mm-hmm. oh, I mm-hmm. am this character, but really I'm not. And I'm just a sex object. Both male and female sides. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, come yeah. on. Can you imagine that happened in Blair Witch? Like, it's like night five. Like, they're like, <laughs> turn off the lights, man. Turn off the lights. Those ghost children are out there, but... I don't want to go down without a fight. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's fuck. And I realized they're like, do you think it's the director's? Nah, it's probably the ghost. We should probably have sex right now. It's fucking crazy. 
Yeah. The directors are just creeping up to do the hands <laughs> thing and they're like, oh, let's. Are they still <laughs> rolling? Yeah. This ectoplasm. <laughs> what the fuck are the music going on in this scene? You were saying you were enjoying the music earlier, Heaven, which I tried no. not to judge you for, but I was. I wrote, um, I wrote a note here. I was like, there's Nickelback in this soundtrack, period, <laughs> no longer slaps. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Nickelback. the other way, slaps when Nickelback. Let's see. No, but for physical pain, like, there's never a slap in the face. I don't, I can't get on board with slaps being a positive thing. You will, we'll get there. You think, how, when is, oh, forget it. When is a slap ever a positive thing, unless it's a spank, and that's different than a slap. I would not say that, man, this soundtrack spanks. <laughs> but that's, but, that, but a slap is never positive, is it? Or is right, it like a high five is, slap? Is yeah, that called a slap? Probably. I don't know where this came, why did you guys start saying, what did, I don't know, sick? We did not. We, that's definitely not. I never What's your said generation? Sick. I don't know. You My called each other daddy o, didn't you? Never said daddy o. <laughs> that's something daddy-o. you guys said, like, what's up, daddy o? Nah. Friends. You're so money. Oh, yeah. So, you know how we're doing a secret podcast after this? Oh, I do. I'm very excited to reveal that at the end of this episode. I was just looking for soundtrack stuff. I may have seen the title of it. God damn you and your Google ways. <laughs> how many words are in it? Four? Five? Yeah, four. That's not money, Alex. No, that's not money at all. Do you know what it is? No. Excellent. I just saw a title and I was like, yeah. Avert your eyes. Yeah, and then we just get all this fucking bullshit where they're all starting to get drunk and they're all talking around the fire and they're like starting to pretend Pregnant to woman be intellectual. Is also She's going in chugging. on those drinking Pounding. Jack Daniels, beer. She's yeah. smoking weird. weed, cigarettes. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> smoking weird. <laughs> Probably. It's... Honestly, I can't believe they don't make a, a deal out of that. It goes on for a long time. Like, I feel like this party scene went on forever. Yes. Mm. And then they're talking just bullshit stuff. Like, if people believe something enough, isn't it real? If people believe something enough, isn't it real? I really can't get over this, like, white girl witch being like, we're persecuted minority, man. <laughs> oh, God. 300 years ago and i'm like um the 60s were only like not that long ago and i hate all these people yeah so it's like once again in horror films so you're just like i hate all these people Mm. bad acting bad dialogue bad music yeah they hear what sounds like a piggy uh but no it sounds like a pig right i thought it was Mm. crying or like children i thought it was crying pigs cry too guys but no it's bucketsville's funniest home videos a different tour group taking mostly asians yep i'm gonna say Slightly racist Asians. Yeah, it's a very kind of... Well, racist portrayal of Asians. Yeah, yeah. they really <laughs> ramp up the accents. Oh, it's bad. Like in a very uncomfortable way. So oh, yeah. they're all like fighting over who gets to stay in Rustin Pa's house. So then Cameraman f- looks like Nickelback, Chad Kroger. Yeah, he does, actually. I'm just going to call him father and mother because it's easier for like the unborn child. Mm-hmm. Okay. The father's, um, he's pretending that they saw something spooky at Coffin Rock and then the Asians are all like, I don't want to repeat it. But it's very terrible how excited they get to go there. So they rush off to go there instead. Let's and just say it's not too far off from the accents of the Trade Federation in the yeah. Star Wars prequels. Ooh, that's true. God. That's true. Only these, you can't even argue these are aliens. <laughs> these are actually <laughs> yep. Asians. And then we learn that the father dude, he's a party guy. Yep. He like jumps onto Jeff's back. He's like, we're going to be up all night, yeah. dude. They're really buddy-buddy also for just having met each other on the internet and yes. are getting to like, they're really like acting like they've been best friends for years. Yeah, or, it's like before in the van, they were like, Jeff, this is your first tour? Yeah. Acting very- Unsure of him. Yeah. 
legitimately unsure and, and concerned and now no he's just rubbing his yeah. groin all over his back yeah. <laughs> straight away rock and roll uh goth girl however no she's like we're not coming these those people aren't coming back we They're have this back. place to ourselves erica then just straddles jeff during a rock song uh the queens of the stone age cocaine song yeah which is a good song that was a good song uh next day though for sunday's cut next day and the mother's walking into the stream we presume the two to three feet drowning mm-hmm. all of her clothes are on yeah yeah she drowned some, what looked like just some blankets, but then blood comes up and then a baby's foot. Again, this could be creepy. It, that was such a fake baby leg. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know what Barbie doll they ripped off. It's <laughs> like, all right, let's float it right now. That'll what do. if when the baby's foot came up, a hand pulled it back down? Yeah, <gasps> no, but that's what, you th- that's what should have happened. The fucking hand out of the river and just pulled her in or something. Blair Witch, Book of Shadows, remake 2020. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Straight to VHS. That's what the Evil Dead remake would have done with this. Would have gone. They would have done a fucking hand coming out and going between her legs and then blood just. Yeah, yeah, they do. No, but they would have gone there. Anyway, she wakes up and then there's broken cameras everywhere. The father's research papers are shredded and falling like rain. Like snow. Yeah. yeah. So weird. Um, No, that would creep me out more than anything. It's like, how is it staying in the air Mm. for this long? But no one seems bothered. They all blacked out, apparently. Um, well, probably, well, Why good. are they surprised by that? They like went through so much alcohol. Yeah. I'm like, they're, you're surprised you blacked out? Yeah. And maybe, yeah, one of my favorite lines, but there's some good ones in this, is Jeff think, thinking that the other tour group did it. It's like, those fucking dickweeds. Yeah. Oh Which my God. It's a swear word that's not been used in a long time. Yeah, dickweeds is good. Dickweeds are classic. Um, so yeah, they think it's the other tour group. Goth girl, though, she just somehow knows that the tapes are still here. And they're buried where the Blair Witch Project tapes were found. Which, again, this should be the Wiccan girl, not her. But secondary, you don't let it go that obviously she's the one who buried them. <laughs> like, yeah. If someone knows that, then you're like, well, clearly it was you. Yeah. Um, and they go and just remember And I mean, those things were also buried deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the whole rocks. mystery of them. It's really stupid. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's you- going absolutely ballistic. <laughs> What's the line? Did you write it down that he yells in the Wicking Girl's face? Is this a shot where he turns around and he yells? And she looks like she's trying not to laugh if she, as she's saying her line back to him. It's hilarious. <laughs> he is really going for it. And then we're going to learn, yeah, Tristan had a miscarriage. Um, and we're going to keep bouncing into like the interviews where we're coming to Jeff being interviewed by the cops again. Mm-hmm. But then we're straight back and then they're actually out. They're t- so part of me is thinking, oh, they're just going to be stuck in the woods. We're going to have another wood film. And I'm kind of relieved. Like, no, they're going to take it to hospital. Um, with the, one of the orderlies saying she's so cold, it's like she's been sitting in ice water. Mm-hmm. Which again, these are little things that could be cool. Mm-hmm. No. And then Craven's shouting at him. And this is where we're going to get the interrogation within the interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> because he's going to turn up to the hospital shout at jeff say he's been a pain in the town's ass since he was 10 and he doesn't and he shouldn't want to end up back in the loony bin but then jeff's gonna stand up so you're gonna charge me with anything and then walk out yeah and then go and check on the lady who's had the miscarriage and this is all in the interrogation that yep. jeff is telling because <laughs> we cut back later so he's also, telling him you yeah you remember this thing we did why are like all they just met these are strangers like his wife just lost a baby and they're like 
all right, Scooby gang, let's all follow you down the fucking gurney. Like, yeah, that's really sad. But what we're worried about are these five abs we blacked out when yeah. we drank too much. So, uh... like, I mean, you could have bailed there. Like, man, your wife just lost a baby. Let's go home. Yeah, like we're They're like rock them. and roll back in the yeah. van. Don't need to figure out those five hours. We were fucked. I we were, we were joking during the film, but I lose six to eight hours of my day every single 24 hours. If mm-hmm. I'm lucky, I, I lose six to eight hours every day. I'm never worried about it. Yeah. Well, sometimes. But most of the time, well, yeah. Wake up, get on with your day. <laughs> Just continue. I don't go, wait a second. Wait a second. What happened? <laughs> it's not like if they woke up, I mean, sure, some weird things are happening. The thing's falling, the t- but they don't think it's them. If they woke up and yeah, they were all like naked and yeah. like, you know, covered in blood or something. Then you'd be like, what the fuck happened in yeah. those five hours? And they haven't found anything on them. They haven't seen any scratches on themselves. But it yet. just looks like they've been messed by the other talk guides. And that's it. Yeah. And then she had a miscarriage, which is sad. Yeah. But explainable because she drank a lot of booze and <laughs> yes. smoked a lot of weed. Yes. I yeah. don't want to get into political things <laughs> or people's lifestyles, but bad things happen when yeah. you drink and take drugs when you're like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who actually did that. Well, anyway, that's not it. <laughs> I had a friend who would do that a lot. Like she was like a, a big stoner, which is fine, obviously, but then she got pregnant and she kept doing it while she was pregnant. And her friends were trying to warn her, like a few key friends. But it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know how much I should intrude on my friend's life. Because it's their life and they can do what they want to do. But at the same time, I feel to be a good friend, I have to risk them hating me yeah. and telling them something. Um, and so me and my partner at the time did speak to her briefly, but she was very like, don't fucking talk to me about this. So we're like, okay. And then someone else tried to, but then all her other friends were like cool friends. They're so like, yeah, party and just do what you want. Um, and not saying it's definitely connected or not, but a child was born with a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems. Um. Anyway, it's a very sad story. So don't. Take the example Fuck. of the mother in Blair Witch 2. <laughs> Jesus. All right. And just yeah. at least play it safe. So at least you know for sure. Just don't drink. Don't I at least drink. go home after the miscarriage. Like, party's over. No, you need to go to Jeff's warehouse. Yep. On the edge of the forest. Where he's selling eBay uh, goods. Uh, lives over a bridge. stolen. 100% definitely stolen. Yeah. I'm trying to stop saying 100%. It's been yeah. a problem. Can you just, like, call it out each time I say it? Okay, I'll do that. 100%. <laughs> It's like Shannon says, do you know what I mean too much? So yeah. I will say, yes, I do know what you mean. After the time she <laughs> says. <laughs> Meanwhile, Erica's just doing fucking tarot. Well, wait, you missed the bit in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Where um, wait, where yeah. she sees. No, 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 I'm about to get to that. Sorry, she's oh. doing tarot just before. Okay. No, but go for it. No, Take you go away. for it. Go no, on. I can't be fucked. So um, mother, I forgot her name, Tristan, Tristana. She's in the hospital bed and there's a curtain and it suddenly opens and there's a weird ghost girl apparition that's like doing a little jig backwards. It's kind of scary. <laughs> like she's no, like, it's not. She's like, the ghost it's, she's body popping scary. backwards. She doesn't. Like her face looks scary. No. Heaven, I have to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, have you ever seen a film before? <laughs> I watched the prequels, Al. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Very accurate. Yeah, she that she's have on you, the very bottom end of uh, spooky girls. Had you seen many? Have you seen Japanese horror before? No. Or any horror that came out after that? Basically. No. Have you seen The Curse of La Llorona? No. Have you seen the Ring? No. Okay, fine. Then maybe you can find it scary. Whatever. This was coming out two years after Ringu, the original Japanese Ring movie, came out. This was actually the same year, I believe. As the, no, right. the Ring was a year later. I think two thousand one. 
I'm really a newbie horror. to horror movies, like really, really bottom rung of it horror movie experience i was excited okay. i got through oh, yeah, japanese ring was 99 yeah. wasn't it that and then the sequel was 99 yeah. and then the remake 2001 okay well then just uh which is great honestly that's one of the reasons it's great mm -hmm. to have you here because you're new to it all but just to cue you up this isn't <laughs> this isn't good horror <laughs> just, to, just to let you know yeah this is bad horror yeah <laughs> yeah she's i've just written down yeah she's like a terrible samara yeah more sadika just walking backwards yeah Dancing and then backwards. just fades out. Looks awful. <laughs> yeah, it just fades out. <laughs> it just fades out. That is true. Oh, yep. So yeah, to go to his cool place with his cool editing equipment, massive fucking spooky place, precarious bridge over, we presume, the stream that the murders happened near Coffin mm -hmm. Rock and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we're in the interview with Cravens, interrogating, not interview, <laughs> interrogation, uh, Jeff. But again, sorry, that's not really matter because you just keep jumping to that. Surprise, surprise. Jeff has cameras everywhere mm -hmm. so he can document what's going on. And then a door that barks dogs when it's open. Yeah. For a scare later, I think. Kind of. Kind of pays off. Not really. But it's also weird that it would bark when you open the door. Uh-huh. If it's trying to deter people, wouldn't it like bark as they're approaching? I think it's like one of those fridge ones when you're like on a diet and you open it and it does the piggy noise. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what a horrible world we live in. It doesn't pay off, Alex, because the dog thing means nothing. Well, it doesn't, yeah. There is a part in the confessions. I forgot to mention this because it didn't seem that important. But so the Ooh. first like initial Everything's thing. Everything's important. Um, That's what we've learned. So basically, what's his name? Rustin, his dog, has like had rabies or something. He was going with the priest, and then like Rustin shot his dog. The dog attacked him, but he had the symbol. How much of this book did you read? In I was just skimming. Have you no, listened to anything we've been saying? <laughs> so, so Rustin, yeah, he had the dog had like symbols carved like into him or like burned into him. Oh wow! And then the minister was like, "What are you like? You can't. You have to check the dogs for rabies. Like I have to take them home." And Rustin took the dog back to well, this is all very integral yeah well guess not film Sorry. is excellent my viewpoint is turned around so maybe that's why the dogs were there yeah, yeah that I'm, makes I'm, sense it probably is I, I nearly said i reeled it back did you see 100 percent, fucker so jeff is making stick men from sticks collected from the actual black hills mm. it seems like a good idea and rust in part ash from the house which i don't think would still be there mm -mm. yeah the wife I love this. She's just joking around, putting a hat on. You just lost your baby. Yeah. But she didn't want it, she said. Oh, yeah. So she's party time. Yeah. <laughs> Round two. Not a classic miscarriage party time. Mm. <laughs> oh, Blair, which you turn. <laughs> Erica is all upset with Jeff because he's proliferating yeah. off of the Wiccan culture. Yeah. Is that when she says the minorities line? No, she said that when she was drunk at the, at the said, campsite. Oh, right. yeah. Golf girl, though, she likes it. But she tells him he's a long way from sane. And then you see him looking like he's going to break. And we get a flashback to him in a room just throwing himself against yeah. walls in a way that only 90s movies would do. Mm -hmm. but hey, it's a 2000 movie. Yeah. And then we get kind of a twist, I guess. Yeah, we find out she didn't want the baby, but her husband did. And it's not how she said it before because she would have looked heartless. Yeah. Which now I feel I have to clarify you're not heartless if you're pregnant and you don't want your baby. Yeah. <laughs> your body, your choice. Yes. Exactly. Watching the footage back, however. Erica realizes there's no tree there. What is it with this fucking tree, guys? Yeah, it's just a little twig branch thing. Mm -hmm. What's with the tree? What's with the tree? Could it be the tree? 
Uh, I think it is. Which tree? Now you. The tree. Now that... you don't. <laughs> <laughs> How long you been sitting on that? Oh, a second. Uh, Just a is moment. That a real second, or is that a modern young person second, which means um, I don't know how much time. A young person second. Could it God be an hour? Hot second. second, as they call yeah, it. Yeah, it was a warm second. Is a cold second longer than a hot second? A cold second is two seconds. It's a cold second, yeah. That's a, that's a, is, that, is she fucking with me? I don't know. I'm kidding. I don't know. That's a new thing. We can make I'll be honest, the second a minute thing annoys me as well. Yeah. Can we just do a podcast where I just get a grumpy old man and I just yeah. say everything that annoys me? Yeah, for sure. Okay. The tree owl, yeah. I think, is the tree that Ellie Kedwood was uh, tied to and ultimately hung from. The owl frowns at you too. Did you see how it had eyebrows and it was kind of like All the glowering owl. at you? Owl white. I had forgotten about the owl. <laughs> we'll get to him in a second because he appears three times. Alex, we will need you to bring up that story about the tree later because we're going to get into the kids. Yes. Which I think is important. Goth girl's got a massive old rash on her shoulder. <laughs> Alex is showing a picture of Rustin Parr looking pretty vacant. <laughs> and then we're going to get a flash of Coffin Rock inside the footage that they're watching that they took while they're at Rustin Parr's house. And we can see the five bodies, isn't it? Yeah, five mm. bodies from the tour group uh, collected around it. But for a split second, they don't know what it is other than the, the father who's like, yeah, Coffin Rock. Having never been yeah. there. He's like, it just reminds me of Coffin Rock. Yeah. Which is basically a rock. But yeah, his wife is calling from him. But when he gets up there, she's asleep. And then he hears babies crying. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, opens the door and sees backwards walking girl. That made me nervous though too, not going to lie. <laughs> oh boy. Oh heaven, I can't wait till the week after next. Oh. The wife had a dream of children looking up her skirt as she twirls around. So she hurt them. <laughs> this is what this is what she says when you put the face you just made as you say you look apologetic for saying you're like i'm sorry the lady hurt the ghost children because they wanted to see upper upper junk upper junk <laughs> what did that happen do you think these like oh no i get it because the, like she was hanging like ellie was hanging from the tree so kids wanted to look up her skirt still i don't know I honestly don't know. Oh, is that? Yeah, because like if she's Hang spinning on. and she's probably spinning on the end of the rope. So the little. Wait, rewind a bit. But then. So she says, I had a dream where children were looking up my skirt as I twirled around and round. So I hurt them. Yeah. So right. she but was you're right. hanging. And man, did those kids kill Ellie just yeah. so they could look up her skirt? No, well, so but the, the kids thing, didn't. They, the she thing. got hung. Yeah. So the story and is. She on the, Let's do it now. Let's do it now. On the. On the fan sites here, which I think is mentioned later on, right? Mm-hmm. Described later vaguely, on. Vaguely. Yeah. Is that, so we know that, that Ellie Kedward bled the children and then was accused of witchcraft from the people of Blair and was banished to the woods. Now, in the first story, we had depictions of her being like tied on a wheelbarrow. There were stories that she was just like literally left in the woods. And then there were stories that she was tied to a tree and left to the to nature now in these fan sites in which they kind of talk about later is that young children from the township returned to investigate if ellie had died um and when they found her alive and still tied to the tree the children sent dogs after her so that could be another reference to the dogs yeah. mm. 
and slashed her with sticks and knives. And that's another thing, image we see a lot in this film. Was this in any of the original dossier that you read? Not in the original here. Because uh, they just said they left her out to die in the coldest winter. Yeah. And then they dipped their hands in her blood. And then we get this later in this film and pressed handprints into her flesh for untying her and hanging her from the same tree. So that would have been the thing. So they would have watched her hang. And, and then, then she the would have got after. rust in palm, maybe, or something. Well, no, that would have been way later, wouldn't it? No, these were the first, yeah, the first children of the town of Blair. Before yeah, so how did she hurt them, though? It's, I think it's like the old lore from Curse of the Blair Witch, where it's like the children went yeah, missing they all vanished. so she wanted her well, They went revenge. missing before they found her, didn't they? No, so here it's saying by midwinter, all of Ed, Ellie Kedward's accusers, along with half oh, of the town's children, yes, vanished. Yes, yes. I remember now. So in the original story, the way it was described was that she bled them, she was accused of witchcraft, she was um, sent into the woods during a harsh winter, and then by the end of winter, no, the, the children had vanished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so so now right. we're getting that detail that the so kids were getting extra stuff added by this film then. Mm-hmm. So this is added by this film, which means I don't want to take it too seriously, <laughs> but I guess we have to. Because mm. um, I like the bloodied handprint thing, because they're trying to bring that in. To, yeah, well, that is on the walls in the first The Blair Witch Project. And also yeah. the hands pressing into the tent. Yeah. For his and for, oh, yeah. Yeah. And don't yeah, we see it? you didn't look at. Don't we see it on one of the, the characters I know it later at some point? Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because some of them the are going to get the Wiccan marks yeah. and then some of them are going to get the bloody tamperings. Yeah. Maybe there's logic about which one has which. Again, I feel this director and writer, they're thinking. Yeah. I just don't have enough time to think it through properly. And then it's not being yeah. done well. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Anyway, that, but that's chilling. I don't know about the looking up a skirt, though. Wouldn't it, like, you should have, like, they were laughing at me or something. You know, they were like... That was a weird line to, to have, I yeah. feel like. Because that's... Should have been like, I had a dream of children below me laughing at me, you know, something. Mm. And, you know, um, and as I was twirling round and round. So, like, having them look up your skirt is like, that's not why... It's not why they did that. But that is like one depiction it says here. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, at last, the, her, well, I keep putting him down as her husband because they just feel like a married couple, but not. Mm-hmm. Uh, her boyfriend, the father guy, says, you know what? Let's go home. <laughs> Heaven was like, thank you. Yeah, they should have bailed at the hospital. But she wants to stay a bit longer. Oh. Does she, though? Or was that all in his head? Because we're going to learn all the things she does that's creepy. She's not actually doing any of them. Mm-hmm. So it's just in their heads. Mm. But we'll get to that at the end. We see a clip of the detective interviewing the husband saying, I'm oh, sorry, not the husband, the father. Uh, he's like saying it was an accident. It was an accident. So, okay, we know she's going to die, but not how. Eric and Jeff, then they notice the time code in the footage skips forward and then back again. So there's a weird like time warp that happens suddenly. From 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Then they decide, you know what? Let's slow it down. And when they slow it down, there's a naked lady swinging around a tree. What is a naked woman doing swinging around a tree? <laughs> Which is Have c- we already had the coffin rock image? Yeah, I mentioned mm-hmm. it. Yeah, okay. Uh, you got anything to add? No. <laughs> right. I tuned out. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> It's clearly Erica naked swinging around this tree. Though. Like, as yeah. second you see it, you're like, that's obviously Erica. Erica. But she doesn't even notice it's herself. Would you be like, I feel like I would immediately notice if it's your own body. But oh well. Then the father snaps at Erica, which she likes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so they just get it on. 
on this dining table thing. Yep. He just lost his baby, and no. his wife is upstairs mm. post miscarriage seeing ghosts. But well, he's still and he just saw yeah. a ghost. Yeah, on and the bridge. This yeah. girl. There's so much they shouldn't have done that. But as you yourself said, Heaven, she's a she's a pretty she's a pretty hot Wiccan. Lady. Yeah, she is though. <laughs> and she you know, he probably though. got a fear boner after he saw that ghost. <laughs> a fear boner. Is that a- that's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Look it up. Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Well, I've obviously never been scared enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gotta have oh six days in the woods, and we'll reach real fear, which means real fear boners. <laughs> Back up, boys. Pitching, <laughs> pitching tents. Oh, boy. Um, what I love about this scene is they're having sex to a harmonica. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Playing. And then weird scratching noises. And then she, she finds his runes, runes on his torso and then rips his body open with her fingers. Ugh. Blood comes out. And then, oh, it's all been in their heads and they're actually just sitting opposite each other. But it's kind of great because they both obviously had the same vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all yep. like weird and awkward about it. Again, Carter Burwell did the score for this film. Yeah. There's yeah, harmonica no. music over the sex scene. Carter, why? When they get back, though, they fix the footage. Oh, digitized it and blew it up. Yeah. How'd you do it? Yeah. Blew it up. Digitized it. So now you can see. Oh, it's, yeah, it's Erica naked. We get our first boobs of the series. Uh, we like to always note. Uh, male or female nudity as we go through series. We haven't had to do that in a while because we haven't had any in a mm-hmm. while. Uh, it's very rare we get a penis. It's exciting when we do. Boobs obviously are quite prevalent in horror. Uh, this is our first time. A lot of butts. In Blair Witch. We do get, I will note the guy's butt later because he definitely knew he was going to do that shot. Mm-hmm. Did some good working out. Did some scots. He had some good buns. Yeah. We they were uh, toned. Tight. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Goth girl takes off to get a beer. And again, I'm thinking now they're all just going to be trapped in this warehouse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm out. No, I'm out. I could, I could just leave this whole town if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Get Seems out of this sensible. mess. Let's just say, fuck it. All right. She got crazy and naked. Let's yeah. just go. There's some weird shit. This couple just lost their baby and they're kind of losing it. I'm out. But are we meant to believe, like we dealt with the week for last with the Blur Witch Project, that they're not of their right minds. Like, none of these people really have the capacity to leave because the witch has some sort of control over them. I think so. I think this mm-hmm. is what's starting to happen now. Um, and we kind of start seeing it when Erica goes on this little adventure and how she's sort of almost drawn back. And then how later when they also try to leave, how they're prevented from that. So I think there is starting to be this kind of influence of where they are and, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of scary. I mean, you know, I feel like in a lot of movies you see possession, but they clearly like it's such a clear shift when the possession happens and when people are like under the influence. But mm-hmm. you like you don't even know, like they clearly don't think anything is wrong with them as individuals or can't tell at all, which is I don't know. Yeah. Have your reality so skewed. I don't know whether to take you seriously or not. <laughs> you started just ends with it's kind of scary. It's very scary. Okay. <laughs> have we reached the line yet the point where you're like it starts to get spooky i reached the line when the ghost girl was doing a jig in the hospital like i was there we missed game one right. alex we didn't we didn't hear <laughs> yeah, the other two games again where if our predictions from last week were correct yeah and how many books of shadows we've seen our count is still running how many have been mentioned or seen um okay i've got my count <laughs> erica's in the candle circle about to bleed herself when goth girl comes in and She's telling her, we brought something back with us. 
of the girls that have runes on their bodies. Oh, wait. Have you talked about Erica's little trip to get beer? No, she's about to go now. Oh, she, sorry. she pops in first to check her friend's oh, bleeding right. herself correctly okay. Yeah, okay. before she leaves. Right. And then, quote, and this is pertinent for heaven. Mm-hmm. Quote, ancient pagan alphabet scarred on your body. They say it means you've been touched by a witch and you are next to die. You know, it was consensual. I've, I'm going on a few years since the initial witch touching, and I feel okay. You are next to die. <laughs> Rock and roll, I guess. <laughs> Shout out, say, babe. Don't say next after who, though. It could be, you know, yeah. who knows? Who knows who? The Goth market. girl gets hassled. By, so, yeah, she heads off to the, back to the supermarket where we saw a rusty yeah, party. station. Gets hassled by three tweens yep. who are being real assholes. Yep. And then Rustin Parr's still lying on the floor in the exact same spot. Oh, my God. Alex, you know there's a couple of things here just to do with the vibe of the place. Yeah, so when we go in here, there's almost... So, first of all, we have Rustin Parr back on the floor. We have the lady with the trolley uh, from when they were there last. Same stuff in the trolley. Um, and we have the cashier, Peggy. And I turned to you and said it feels like they're in the 50s or 40s. Which is what I said with the nurse at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, when the lady went in, the nurse looked very much like a 1940s nurse. Yeah. So it was like there was a weird time shift. And then we have the moment where she steps over Rustin and he looks up and says, I'm finished now. Oh, my God. And heaven turned to us aghast. <laughs> if wish that I had got that footage of you. But I didn't. Yeah. Which is not the actual line. The, all no. the stories were... I'm finally finished. I'm finally finished. And then it was slightly different for the Shadow Blue Witch. They said a different line. It's changing each time. Yeah. But but again, in Shadow Blue Witch, they're claiming no one... Well, no, sorry, in uh, Bucksville 7, they're claiming no one even heard him say that line. Yeah. Also, his tools, as Alex pointed out, are in the stick figures. They're in the Blue Witch stick, man. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I didn't notice that. Uh, But it's nice little... There are some nice little Easter eggs like that. And yes... Yeah. There is some f- weird vibe of like, is she back in the 1940s somehow? Is this yeah. actually Rustin Parr before he did creepy things or something? You know, it's it's weird. Or is it just a weird Easter egg and they didn't have enough extras on set and they yeah, had that yeah. supermarket for one afternoon <laughs> or whatever. Like I will say the thing that throws me off a little bit is because then when the, well, we're going to get two problems on it. One is when the supermarket lady, the cashier, again, Peggy, very 1940s name. Yeah. She presses a button to trigger the the camera, camera. and then it kind of breaks you from that. Which you wouldn't have for nine forty. No. But what I'm thinking is maybe there's two layers to it because we are going to see it later, and I haven't checked. I probably should have for this podcast. But like, if when you see the footage later of what actually happened here, if it looks a little different or not, if it's actually, I was trying to pick that. I think her clothes are still pretty similar. Peggy's clothes. I think Mm. it's just like a lot of this movie. They had some half ideas and didn't follow through with them properly. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. Because it could be cool. Yeah, anyway, uh, she heads out. The kids, the three kids have gone. Well, she has an altercation with the lady and then heads out. Three kids have gone from outside. We're going to, we're going to, well, we'll get back to her in a second. Meanwhile, mom of, well, it's not a mom. What do we call her? What's her name? Tristan. Uh, she's getting stared down by a fucking owl. Yeah. <laughs> As Erica's just chanting. And Jeff listens and watches her chanting while drinking coffee very intensely. Mm. Like he couldn't go be like, hey, are you okay? Are you yeah. doing all right? It's terrifying. Uh, Goff girl, though, she's driving back, listening to a discman in a car like anybody would in 2000. Back in the day. I hope it was a non-skip line. 
Oh, yeah. It's Because that would have did a bumpy road. Oh, nightmare. Nightmare. Can't go jogging with one. No. Uh, those three teens suddenly appear. Does, does that make any <laughs> sense to you? Yeah, you guys had the little portable, like, disc players that you had yeah. to bring all your CDs and your Levi coat. There you go. <laughs> they, they ran by an, a literal laser. That's how this works, a CD. Mm-hmm. So if you're jogging with them or you're from the car, any reverberation means that laser then misses it. Kind of like a vinyl in a weird way. Yeah. Oh, and it okay. just would fuck it. You'd just skip to a different bit or it'd stop it completely. So jogging with a discman was a nightmare and they had to introduce this thing that was like a yeah, stabilizer. Like an anti-shock thing. But it still didn't always work. There was a time period I had to use a discman a lot because I was grounded, got my iPod taken away, but my mom had a discman lying <laughs> around the do? house. Wiccan stuff. Lots. No. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> right. These three kids just suddenly fucking appear from the woods, which is like how far they would have gone for the time it takes her to buy one some beers. Mm-hmm. They've like headed out of town into the woods and then waited and then jumped out on her. Yeah. Makes no sense. Uh, but they're throwing rocks at her. She then uh, is like dealing with them. And then suddenly there's seven ghost kids in the road with, well, I say ghost kids, actors with terrible makeup on. Uh, she swerves to get out scared of them. scared at this point? It's a tree. Yeah. You were scared? <laughs> I was. I told you, I was... I mean, I found my moments of joy and laughter and mirth, but I mean, I was really, I was a little feeling a little bit tight since the ghost girl was in the hospital. I've written down, this film is fucking stupid. (laughs) 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 Woo! You know, I wrote down, instead of hiding everything, they show everything. Probably not as effective, but I'm still scared, lol. Lots of love. Lots of love. I wrote down. Oh, I stopped writing down. <laughs> There's no more notes after that. I don't know that I've seen. I mean, I've just seen so many horror films. Alex, I don't know if I've ever seen a horror film as bad at orchestrating scares as this movie. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> there is no wind up. There's no parody with the music. There's no. not even for cheap scares. Like it's easy no. to do a cheap scare. Yeah, yeah. They don't even do that. The effects and makeup are terrible. Mm-hmm. The reactions from the actors looking at the stuff happening is terrible. It's very bad. And I'm very excited for the week after next. Mm-hmm. Which again, is not a scary film. But from the way you're reacting to things, it could be fun. Yeah, there's like, there's no even basic sort of showing or example or, or understanding of the basic horror tropes in no. this. It's like, even if they just put those in, it, it, like... Just to be able to say, like, okay, that was an unoriginal kind of setup and scare, but... At least they did it. It, it functions, and it's, like, it, it works. But, yeah, here there's... Yeah. Honestly, it makes me so happy that you get something out of this. All right, she gets back, cuts herself in the nail file that Peggy was using, and it's weird because it's all covered in blood. Jeff just keeps telling girls to do things, and they just do it. They just keep bringing yeah. him coffee mm-hmm. and different drinks. It's and like I gross. said, buddy, buddy. Like, I wouldn't let some random stranger talk to me like that. Yeah. No, I let my friends talk to me like that. Yeah. yeah. If Alex was just like, caffeine. <laughs> caffeine. Ow. <laughs> Thank you. Now we can podcast. Man. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, just uh, she did run the truck into a tree before driving back. So she's got this like sort of dent fender on her. Is that what fender? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, on the front. Yeah, just telling girls what to do. But then by the time she brings the coffee up, he's actually asleep. So did he ask her to bring the coffee? Nobody knows. Is time still lapsing? Um, she tells him what happens with the kids. 
And then she sees the vision of Jeff in an electric chair. Which reminds me of nothing. Exactly. I mean, is that meant to be prophetic as far as like him being sent to the chair? Which I don't think they use the electric chair anymore. It's certainly not a Rustin Parr because you know he got hung. No. And there's nothing even in Shadow of the Blair Witch because they only go up to his trial. They don't show off. Yeah. So happens to him. Yeah, maybe that's his future. But there's nothing to tell us that properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Uh, then we get some time lapse going on. We get to see the whole day go by back to sort of night. She's like, that she can get out time. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, Erica and the, and the dad have a great awkward exchange as they're both thinking about the sex that they didn't did have. Yeah. Tristan still doesn't want to go. But maybe she does because we're not really seeing the real Tristan, I guess. Yeah, all of this. Uh, the van outside is a fucking mess. So even if they did want to go, they can't go anywhere. And it didn't look trashed. like that originally. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. like they've been squashed. It looks squish squashed. Totaled. Yeah. And then Tristan starts acting weird. Quote, they did their hands in your blood and then they pressed them on your body. Yeah, there you go. Getting some clues. And then Jeff looks and he's got handprints all over his body. So yeah, the two girls, runes. And they, they're the both, they're the two. Yeah, but then that doesn't. Well, no, because the goth girl survives, doesn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're not marked. It should be Tristan and. Tristan Erica. has no apparent nothing. markings. No. Yeah, nothing. They don't show anything. No. Because old boy's got the hands. Does that, like, that's, he's representative of the witch. Cause... I'd imagine so. But then that means that's Jeff and uh, the father who they have the hands, don't they? Shouldn't the girls have had the hands then? And then the. Boys have had the runes. I mean, hundred percent. The runes oh. are the ones the killing mark. Oh, huh? oh, I said it. You gotta call me out. Oh, hundred percent. You said it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. What we're left with of the two people who die and the three people who are left over, mm. the markings should be separated by that, right? Yeah. Whatever they're trying to say, but they're not. They're definitely mixed. Yeah. So I don't know what they're trying to say. Erica's clothes. They find them all on the floor. Candles. Wiccan yeah. girl got naked again. Typical. Yeah. Tree people. Well, she got splashed with water. <laughs> melted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we're with the goth girl and the police. She's also being interrogated again. This is like in the future. And she's um, like checking herself for yeah, any markings. In no the markings. Rash is mm-hmm. gone. Markings gone. Now we head back. Erica's just disappeared. So they're all looking for her. Uh, they ring up Minister Gearson, who's meant to be her father, who disowned her. But they're told he's never had any children. Yeah. And he's like, no, I know you're lying because she's a witch and whatever, but no. I know. Which does that, does it, well, that we'll get to the end when we get to the end. Mm. <laughs> but I'm really confused then. Who is she? Yeah. Why would she lie about her identity? Footage comes up on the editing pages out of nowhere of someone breaking Jeff's camera equipment. So he's like, I fucking knew it was those coffin rock bastards yeah. but then craven rings jeff tells him turn on the tv there's been a brutal murder to five hikers that he told to go to coffin rock have been found disemboweled as he says um and then in a, one of my favorite bits in the movie craven's waves at them yeah the can camera. you see me he waves at them through the news camera saying can you see me taking up about 30 percent of the screen and then not enough for this director or artisan or whoever gave this direction. Because then the golf girl has to literally point at him in the TV and say, there he is. Oh, gosh. Oh, you know. How would she know also who he is? No. What is this? It's hilarious. Then, attack of the owl. The owl just comes through the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just crashes at him. 
crash. While uh, the mom, Erica, no, not Erica, Tristan, looks completely unfazed. Jeff, however, now thinks Erica's 150% a witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thinks she's definitely a witch. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, she's casting spells. And then she goes to make, get beer. And then she's casting spells. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, boy. And then we get a flash of the goth girl eating the owl. They're just doing these weird jump cuts now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we find out, no, even worse. She's eating old fried chicken. Yes. Yeah, even worse. Yeah, she's eating the old fried chicken, which they had mentioned before being the only thing in his fridge and enjoying it. Oof. When you're hungry, you're hungry, I guess. This movie's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And it's doing one of my least favorite things, which is trying to play with the psychology of characters without well written characters. Oh, yeah. When you like to be, oh, what's in the head and what's mm-hmm. not in the head? It's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. Just go away. Yeah. The non, uh, what the fuck, I've gone, I didn't write down their name, so it's difficult for me. Tristan sees Erica outside, but no one, just naked, running around in the woods, but no one yeah. else sees it uh, until, old, uh, fuck, what's his name? Steven. Steven, yeah. Husband. He sees it. He, and then sees he bolts it. out the door. <laughs> Oops. Forget <laughs> his wife. He's yeah. like, coming for you, babe. Yeah. Let's Jesus. have that fantasy again. Swinging around a tree, walking backwards, luring him out over the bridge. I wonder if she was cold like that actress out there in the woods. I think it was almost definitely a downstage. A downstage? Astound- astounding stagey. Good. I don't know. Yeah. She also looked like the kind of actress who would go above and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. I'll be honest. Okay, so Jeff, he's totally giving it his all. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. not much talent at this point in his career, at least. Uh, Erica... I think she's giving it, like, she's trying. Yeah. Like, she really is. And she's, like, going for stuff with a plum. Unfortunately, bad writing, mm-hmm. bad directing. The other ones. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Tristan. Um, but anyway, the father's lured out by the naked lady. Go figure. Um, and then he, he, he nearly falls into the river as the bridge collapses. And then he looks up. Uh, because, yeah, Tristan, sorry, Erica's been saying to him, you know who it is and you know what to do. And he looks up and it's not her anymore. Yeah. Who is it? I don't know. Eileen Treacle? Eileen Treacle. The old Treakster. Repeating the same sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his wife uh, comes to help him but doesn't. And then the others pull him up. So we're definitely thinking, okay, it's his wife. She's the witchy one. She's been out of this most of the time. She's got no scars on her body. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and she's been saying weird stuff, weird things. So... She then starts telling the story of Ellie Kedwood with the dogs, the sticks, the kids putting their bloody handprints on her, all of this stuff. Again, I like these ideas. Goff girl then finds file cases in Jeff's desk, Jeff's desk on each of them. What's this about? Anybody? Um, losing the will? No, <laughs> we, we don't are. really. We don't really discuss it at all. I mean, we see the files and yeah, we see them. <laughs> and he's like, "This is what I didn't do that." That's about yeah. it. And I believe him. What's the point of them? What? <laughs> nothing else happens with them. No, nothing else happens with them. A lot of things, nothing else really happens. Yeah, I didn't get that bit. I don't get many bits, but that's definitely yeah. one of them. Cravens rings up and then he just turns up. Well, he says he turns up. He's like, I'm outside. But the bridge isn't gone anymore. But when he opens it up, it's gone again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cravens isn't there. And the dog sound from the door is actually real dogs. Mm-hmm. And yappy yappy, which now makes more sense from two different contexts from both of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. appreciate it. 
So what does he do? Jeff goes and gets a gun to kill them, which makes sense from what you were saying, Heaven. Rust in power with his dogs. Mm-hmm. But they disappear. I have written down, this film has strayed so far into things that don't interest me. <laughs> <laughs> Erica is in the closet. Facing the corner. <laughs> okay, so naked. The, yeah. naked. Yeah, naked. Well, she's in underpants, we should say. But not for the whole film, which is weird, because she's in underwear at certain bits. But it feel when you have frontal shots. So like, oh, yeah, just chuck on some underwear quickly. Yeah, that's nice. true. When you got back shots, like, take it off, see the butt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's meant to be dead, but <laughs> she's her back's to him. And he holds her. He's like, Erica? And holds her and then rotates her. So her feet have to move. Yeah. Or she's on, like, a spinny kind of thing. <laughs> spinny, like Maybe she's just wearing socks. Like, restaurant. Yeah, what are those called? I feel like they're called. Uh, but I could eat some Chinese food right now. Mm-hmm. Should we all just Chinese after this? Sure. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, I need food. I'm hungry. Yeah, so he rotates her. Uh, and they all act like she's dead, so I guess she's dead. Lazy Susan, that's what they're called. <laughs> that's <laughs> she was on a, a lazy Susan. Lazy Susan. He's probably look, he's selling a lot of eBay stuff. He's probably <laughs> selling stuff to Chinese restaurants. Yeah. He's got one in the closet. She's. I thought there. you were calling her a lazy Susan. I'm okay. like, yeah, she probably is a lazy, <laughs> a lazy Susan. Susan. <laughs> All dead. Like, oh, by the way, that is kill one. So for our horror retrospectives, thought it was kill two. Yeah, we had a question earlier from you. Well, that was. Which I'll be honest, Alex, you have to be prepared because if you, want, I'm not going to voice it. If you voice it. Then you're entering a debate that has seized a lot of America for the last few years with angry people on either side. That's true. So I asked earlier, would the uh, loss of the child count as kill one? Because it's influenced by the witch. Mm-hmm. Does it count? Where do you guys stand on that? You're literally asking us, are we pro-life or not? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to count it because I had Erica <laughs> as kill one. <laughs> Erica's kill one. Erica's also kill agreed. one. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind Now that I know right. where you both stand. I don't mind answering. Yeah. So from previous horror retrospective franchises, particularly the slashes, I keep a kill count. For the Conjuring series with Shannon, I kept a jump count, mm-hmm. particularly focused on Shannon or just focused on Shannon. Um, didn't have a kill count for Blair Witch 1. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. But here we've got kill one, Erica. Kill one, Erica. See, this, in my head now, this is a problem. In my head, Alex, since now we have more than two listeners, confirmed heaven, more than two listeners now. Nice. I'm very acutely aware of anything I say that people could then be angry about politically or emotionally or affected by as a trigger warning or any of those things. Yeah. So now I need to backpedal for a quick second and just say that I'm not implying the only debate with pro-life is whether or not you believe a baby is a living thing or not before you decide to have an abortion or if a miscarriage happens or anything like that. There's also the second layer of what is your right to decide, regardless of whether you believe it's a living thing or not, at what stage. Just having to say it. Okay. I haven't said how we all feel about any of those things. I'm just saying I appreciate I just made it seem like a simpler debate than it is. There are extra layers. Appreciate that, Al. It's important to clarify. Also appreciate. What's going on? Kill Um, one, Erica. Kill one, dead. (laughs) I really just want to perforate that by saying something (laughs) about I'm not going. All right. Mom appears um, and she says everything's backwards. Could have said that earlier. Yeah. But no. Goth girl says, oh, I've got an idea. (laughs) Ignore her. My idea is. Well, actually, they turned her forwards instead, so she's no longer backwards. Yeah. She's also on a lazy Susan. Littered, littered with it. This one else. And then they see the missing hours when they do it backwards. And Alex, what happened? 
a sex frenzy. And who does sex frenzies? The witches. Witches. The monks is what we learned. Oh, yeah, the monks. Those monks know how to rock and roll. No, weren't the monks stopping the sex frenzies? I think they were in it. It was both. It was a torture sex frenzy, I think. They wrote a book about it. All I remember is in a previous podcast, we talked about what was what the wording of it. And we then commented on, you know, those monks and their sex frenzies. Mm-hmm. It's possible we misinterpreted it. But if we did, Alex, I don't want to know. Oh, you like don't want to know? Th- I like to think of the monk sex frenzies. Um, <laughs> looking it up here. That's fine. And that's what's happening here. Sex party, basically. Which if you saw that, you would just be like, huh, all right, we got drunk, got too high. It's a little worrying. There's a big orgy. Yep. Let's At least we got the day. video footage. Yeah. We can watch it later. There's <laughs> the dad guy banging the, the witch girl. Like, oh, going back it. to that shot. It was just like, oh, they God. are loving it. And there's a shot of uh, Erica as well with the skull betwixt her thighs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and say betwixt now in every episode. Of this Where show, did they so. get the skull from? Uh, well, she's a, she's a witch lady. She can conjure it. Yeah. Ah, understandable. Uh, everyone's just going at it. And then they just start breaking their own equipment. We get full naked Erica butt and some owl sex. <laughs> They're like making out with the owl at one point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fucked up. And the wife is proved in this footage to be the witch one. Mm-hmm. We never go back to this footage after the twist. So we don't know if this bit's accurate or if this bit's yeah. also another just make Well, it's kind of like interesting how it plays out because you have... It sort of begins this, this whole weird sequence. I remember the first time seeing this being like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was just like so bizarre. You sort of start this bit where you, you're kind of thinking that Erica is leading the ritual. Because, yes, she has the skull between, mm-hmm. between her, uh, bet- betwixt her thigh, uh, thighs um, and they're kind of bowing down to her. Yeah. And it's like, she. and then she's kind of like seducing them and then old mates having sex with her. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, really then turns into... Tristan that's like then leading the charge and like hands this big machete to Yeah, which is very she's like the sort of only yeah. one clothed also. Yeah. 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 Never trust the clothed ones. Mm. Yeah. Um in an orgy at least. Yeah. No. <laughs> Normally it's the other way around. Yeah. Right. But that's yeah. the one example. Mm-hmm. You can't trust the people in clothes. Yeah, and then she's looking directly into camera and then replicates the heather angle. She does the old camera yeah. down, nose up, no snot coming out because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to win a raspberry. Yeah. yeah, so they grab Tristan and then Jeff films it as they're trying to get to, to admit, oh, it was you, you were the witch all along or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And then Jeff yells that out at one point. He's like, you're the fucking witch. Well, yeah, well, she says you're all going to fucking die and beckons them. And she says, Tristan's gone. Oh, wait, but sorry. No, that it, whole bit, that whole yeah. bit leading up to you're going to fucking die where she does this like, Howdy thing, like looks Howdy, the camera, and, then, like, looks and then like sex, and then like she pauses, <laughs> you're gonna fucking die. Hmm. Yeah, like, it's, it's like these like weird, yeah. It's, it's like she's like posing herself to like the camera. That whole bit and is then, just like, the so bizarre. Because like what she's kind of calm and normal, and then she's like, yeah, does another position. Oh my god. It's like she's like, whatever, don't care, but you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, come here. Not so bad. It was so oh, bad. Oh, man, that bit is so bad. It's so bad. Fuck. <laughs> and I can just imagine her in the director being, that's so weird. It's probably genius. Mm. Nope. She's terrible. She's just so in character right now, man. Like, let her go yeah. at it. Let her go. And Jeff says my other favorite line of the film, which he whispers, witch bitch. <laughs> Damn. Oh, God. 
I don't know. God. She goads her husband into pushing her, hanging her. And Kill then we get two. flashbacks to them all killing the tourists at Coffin Rock. Mm-hmm. Erica naked, of course. Trousers being pulled down. And They're all naked. Everyone is killing naked. So that makes it kill three, kill four, kill five, kill six, kill seven. The buckets fill seven. What oh. a clean and tidy number. Surely they couldn't. Well, it was a gift. Yeah. I looked at Alex. He looked at me we were like, they have been thinking this yeah, through. They did it. Then well, we get a news team reporting that the police took in the three suspects. Violent art has inspired real life violence. Cravens has the videotapes put together and they watched them back. Things weren't as they seemed. No. Mm-hmm. Tristan was actually just an innocent person. Again, we don't see yeah. the early ones at Rustin Park's house, so we don't know if she did that stuff or not. Turns out, Goff Girl killed Peggy. Kill eight, you idiots! <laughs> the Birkinsville eight. Brody got out. Yeah. Well, we have to mention Brody, by the way. Yeah, we do. We'll get to that. Uh, the internet is spreading rumors that it was all supernatural. And then we're just out. <laughs> Fucking Popstone kicks in. They like just drop the mic. Yeah. That's walk it. away from the film. Yeah, they basically showed little clips of the footage of like, no, you did all this stuff. You guys were crazy. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you later. It's fucking weird. Alex, what do you have to say? About Brody? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, in last week's episode, we covered the documentaries, one of which was the Burkittsville 7, which, for the entirety of that- Which bitch? Shifted <laughs> the focus onto Kyle Brody and this idea of possession and, mm-hmm. you know, him potentially being possessed and, and you know- Conducting Rustin Parr to kill out, the, uh, do these murders. So you're thinking, and you said this in the last episode, Al, mm-hmm. surely this is going to build into- It's got to be mentioned. Yeah, into this, and it's got to be mentioned, it's got to tie in. No. No. Waste of 40 minutes of my life. Yep. Yeah. How many Book of Shadows mentions? Zero. Zero. Nada. How many do we see? Zero. Zero. How, how, which one of us got it right? Is Jeff the killer? Not really. Not really. I mean, he is, but they're all kind of yes. killers. They're so all- everyone won that so one. All wrong and right, I guess, yeah. with that one. I mean, many things are incredulous about this film. Number one, heaven find any of it spooky. Uh, number no. two, that it got made. Number three, there are no books of shadows in a film called Books of Shadows. Also, like him, Jeff go- going to like a mental hospital, that never becomes relevant. No. At all. They're just trying that to was, it- There's no reason for that. Basically, by doing Shadow of the Blow, which we covered last week, they're try- and then having that stuff, they're trying to make you think this is all just going to be Jeff being mm. crazy. Yeah. And I don't really ever think that because there's too much crazy shit happening. Mm. And it's too much of that, oh, is it in the head or is it not? And his flash cuts are bullshit and blah, 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 blah. Yep. Film opened at number two at the box office. Good for them. Um, now, this movie, it might surprise you both, had huge problems in post-production. Artisan Entertainment and the director Joe disagreed on a lot and argued a lot. And he's been very vocal about it. Uh, He wanted the film to be an ambiguous one to focus on character psychology. But he was forced, as I said earlier, to recut, reshoot scenes to make them more traditional. The hospital footage, all that hospital footage, was shot mere weeks prior to the film's release due to demands from Artisan. The graphic footage of the main characters murdering the foreign tourists was not even shown before. Uh, that was another demand. And uh, you said they repeated a lot of those shots, Evan. Yeah. Do you know why? 
Um, no, I don't know why. It's because they shot those sh- those uh, they shot those shots <laughs> in uh, the director Joe's backyard. <laughs> wow. Way to way to make it work. The interrogation sequences were originally an eight-minute sequence, bookending the film, but the studio asked them to intercut it throughout. Now, I'm actually just going to say here, I know we frowned at it earlier. I don't know that that's the wrong intention. Like, if I think about it now, if I was just starting with an interrogation, ending with the interrogation, it's going to be kind of dull mm. because mm-hmm. it's bad. I, I mean, I'm just going with not on paper, but like from them looking at the yeah. footage they have. I don't think that's necessarily the wrong intention to cut it through. Unfortunately, it's just all not very well done, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's still not really helping. Um, yeah, like I said, the film was meant to bring in with Frank Sinatra's witchcraft. It was what's out for Marilyn Manson's disposable teens. And then when the film went to DVD, never to Blu-ray, the studio cut in some new flash cuts of letters and put out clues and a featurette called The Secret of Ezreva. Did you say flash cuts of lettuce? Huh? Did you just say flash? No, letters. Oh, I thought you said lettuce. They include flash cuts of lettuce. <laughs> To subliminally affect the teenage generation into eating healthier. <laughs> yeah. No, of letters. So they were le- not written letters, like not like a letter to a friend, but uh, the alphabet. Ah. Uh, so there were letters. Familiar. They cut into the film and then he put out clues in a feature called The Secret of Ezra. River. And that's not what we're watching. That's right? not what we're watching. Oh, oh that, that, that's what, what I saw. So what is Ezra, River, Evan? Is this, so this is the hidden message in the film? Are you talking I'm going to get to that, yeah. I- Ezreva is the word know. reverse in reverse. How what? clever of them. Reverse in, you know. The secret of Ezreva. So this encouraged viewers to watch again with these new bits of footage inserted. Certain scenes in reverse or frame by frame to decode the secret. Five clues of where to find the codes were door, water, mirror, rug, and grave. When the clues were deciphered and put in order... They spell out, seek me no further, plus an extra hidden word, or if you then went to the Blair Witch website, and this is the kind of shit you used to do back in these days, and I'll be honest, yeah. I like this shit. Yeah. Okay. I, my our, uh, debut album from 2010, we had this shit, like there's codes that I had to like look up code books and figure out special like army codes mm-hmm. and put them through the lyrics for different fonts. And then you had to create a cipher and then you went to a website and added Love it in it. and you got oh, new that's songs. Actually sick. That's that really shit. cool. Well, they did it. So like if you went to the Blowish website and entered the word, you get access to an extra scene from the movie, guys. Oh. Exciting. And if you included the special extra word or at the end, then you'd have your name added to a list of people who had decoded the message. What was the... Like a boast. The, the bonus scene, though. I don't know what a bonus scene is. I can tell you what, though. The last thing I need to see so that is That was it. You could just add your name to the list. Nice. Actually, I did see one of these things here. I was reading, there's a shot briefly on the treacle thing, where it's uh, on the tomb, mm. where it briefly says further. And I yeah. remember looking up and thinking it said that, and then it goes looking back, to back and, and I was like, oh, I must have just imagined it. Seek me no further. That's what it yeah. says. Seek me no further, or we don't get what the rest of the message would have been. Or I will feed you jelly. That is funny. So you go, guys. Mm. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Where do we go next? We'll find out in a second, and I'm excited to reveal it. But before we get there, let's figure out what were our feelings on this little gem. Heaven, let's start with you this week. I was actually like, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like from the, for the first 20 minutes, like before we reached the ghost girl in the hospital scene, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is not good. (laughs) This is not good. And it, I mean, 
maybe it was the fall leaves or the redheaded witch, but I was just too reminded. I was really distracted by the fact it reminded me of Hocus Pocus and Buffy the Vampire Slayer just mixed in one. Hmm. But those are way too, way better things than this. And I have to admit, I did get scared. Like when the ghost started coming up, like I was definitely, I just don't like ghosts. Oh, you're in for it. I just don't like it. You are in for it. It was really, I mean, she just looked kind of like she, I just wouldn't want to see her in my room. And I think I scare myself too, because I imagine like, oh my gosh, like what if I'm laying in bed at night and I imagine this is in my room, I know I'm going to scare myself. I do this whole like loop in my head. And anyways. I have those loops. When I see scary things. But it, this is just, like, despite the way I felt, Not this one. Uh, there were just so many inconsistencies. There's so much. I mean, her clairvoyant powers, where did they go? Those files, what did they mean? What was the point? What, what was the point of a clairvoyant power? I said yeah, to Alex, exactly. after we said, where'd they go? And I was like, they'll be back for one more. They've got to come in useful in the end. Oh, no. she couldn't tell that maybe we accidentally killed a bunch of people? <laughs> Like, that didn't, like, her powers weren't like, oh, we did this. After we all had a fucking mass orgy in the fucking woods with an owl. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, not a fan of this movie. Not okay, but, but, but it's a bit, a bit clear. You're not saying you absolutely hate it, and bits of it did actually spook you still. But I get scared at everything. I got scared at Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Al, and you said it was a No, that's a fun, fun movie, but there's film. like, there were jump scares in that. You know, there were just like tried old fashioned sort of like hizzles, but it's an 80s style spook. Mm-hmm. But there's like, yeah, it's going to jump out here. You're going to get this stabbing thing here. There's going to be some legitimate, good, like spooky scenes in there, even if it's not the way we do it nowadays. But yeah, so this I don't like completely hate it. There were some moments. I mean, I was entertained, definitely, but what were they doing? That's my final thought. Just what was going on? The characters or the makers? Everybody. Okay. Everyone. Alex. Yeah. I mean, I was <laughs> coming into this, I, I, I was excited for it because I remember it not being great. Um, and I knew there were going to be bits that uh, were just going to be fun and amusing. And I thought it would be fun to watch. It'd be a fun one to watch together. And that's why I was excited about this film. Um, after watching um, Shadow of the Blair Witch, my excitement level started to drop quite a bit. (laughs) And having watched this film now, it is as forgettable as when I first watched it. But I guess the thing that I can respect and uh, is that, you know, I, I, yeah, it was a cash grab and I think just way, 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 way undercooked. I think there were some interesting ideas like I said before, I really liked the idea of exploring the impact it had, the real life impact it had on the people of Burkittsville, um, and then using that as a foundation to kind of combine with fan, real fan hysteria, and how that could potentially dive into this sort of dangerous mm-hmm. game that obsession that people have. But it never really. It never, nothing ever landed in this. Like there were the sprinklings of ideas and nothing ever really landed. It, it certainly didn't feel, yeah, like I said, it, it didn't even have any of the basic horror tropes that would make you think, okay, well, they're, they're trying to do something here that, that is scary. And, and I feel like this film with those accompanying documentaries, they, they render those documentaries irrelevant almost, or certainly the Burkittsville 7, which mm-hmm. is like, very much feels like the curse of Blair Witch, 
um, and and drives this story of Rustin Parr and Kyle Brody in particular. Mm-hmm. And there's no payoff for that. There's no, doesn't none of that feeds into here. And then just the whole thing as well with the shadow one with the real life Jeff and then the movie. I don't know, like why not show I think you were saying before, Al, why not use the real found footage from those people? That could have been more interesting. Um you know and, and I think the expansion of some of the lore is really interesting and I think it's interesting how maybe it does maybe expand out a bit and it's interesting when you can see it in some of the books, but it, it just gets also a little bit messy. And yeah, the dossier that they released here doesn't fit the documentaries again. Like those two things clash because we've got the pictures of the people from the film in here and it's just it's just so poorly put together and so rushed. Um, that yeah, it's 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 a really forgettable film and it's, yeah, I feel the same way I did when I first saw it. You know, having been so excited about the first film and diving into the lore and mythology and looking for kind of clues as I did again, just feeling really disappointed with this one and just feeling, um, yeah, a little let down by by the creators after sort of really buying into what they had pitched the first time. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. If I could add something really quick, I think they really... They had, like it was such a missed opportunity with this film, especially you know the way. No, 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 no. That's the other one. That's the other one. Oh. Don't, worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh man. That's why I get you to tap things. Because you know Al had mentioned, I think, neither earlier in this podcast or last week's podcast, that there were so many questions fans still had because there was this lack of communication on the internet, this lack of a forum for people to really get together and discuss properly and figure it out on their own, so that filmmakers really needed to be the ones to answer the questions and i think there's so many cool little things in either the mythology in the last film that they could have really leaned into and you know gone back i think if they had gone back to the found footage style and yeah maybe it would have been doing it again but it's still i think kind of really terrifying the real documentary style is still really effective even if you know it's not real because experiencing these movies for me even though I know in my head, like I had none of that illusion that it was real. Yeah. I was still really affected and, you know, it was really, it really worked. And I think there's just so much that could have been done that wasn't done. It's like the prequels, so much that could have been done, wasn't done. Because, yeah, I mean, mm. it could have been interesting. Yeah. found footage, but the same kind of theme, like mm-hmm. this guy that's leading tours based on the film, like having, yeah, going on that real sort of postmodern meta thing. And diving into, like, the real film within the fake. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, No, absolutely. And Doing and a new with nightmare end. with it properly. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sorry now playing, but fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This does not do it anywhere near. Some of its ideas might be more ambitious, but it doesn't do it anywhere yeah. near as well as new nightmare does. Yeah. Um, and no. the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. You guys just keep talking. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, and the dossier, I mean, it could. there's so much in there that could have led beautifully sure. into the sequel i mean the stuff with what's her name the mary mary brown with yeah. mary brown with even going more into like the detectives and then kind of trying to unravel the mystery of this mystery and like going through there's so much that could have been done and it wasn't and it's just disappointing as mm-hmm. alex had so eloquently said eloquent you were yeah no i agree mostly uh, well with both of you but with alex in particular um mm-hmm. it's it's 
just dissolves. Like, I don't think it was necessarily the wrong idea for them to bring in a documentary filmmaker on surface mm-hmm. level, but it is if you're not doing a fucking documentary film. Mm-hmm. This guy just doesn't know, and I haven't seen his extremely whatever it is, that new one. Maybe he's figured out how to do narrative now. He hadn't back then. Like, there's nothing about this that f- has anything interesting from a director point of view. It's just very boringly shot. Mm-hmm. I think the casting is atrocious. Like, I think it's terrible. It's the opposite <laughs> yeah. of everything that was good yeah. about the Blair Witch Project. Because you just, it's just pretty people running around. I didn't get to mention Jeff's ass. Fantastic there at the yeah, end when he's really wandering around. Super tight. Erica's super pretty. Like, but that's it. It's like, you're yeah. just looking at pretty people yeah. doing bad acting through bad lines with a really messy script that's all over the fucking place. And as I was sitting here listening to you guys talk, I was trying to like think about what it's really about. And it was just so stupid. I guess mm. it's meant to be like, oh, wow, they did the killings at Coffin Rock. I guess that's what it's meant to be. But it's like, A, it's not surprising. And B, I couldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Couldn't care at all. So it's just meant to be, yeah, like his initial thing of like, well, let's take the mass hysteria and how people might lose their minds over this stuff. And then your perception can. Yeah. Cool. It sounds great. But you've got to be really smart to do that right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like obviously time pressure's there. Studio pressure who sound. And again, from the proof of last week's film stuff. Sound like they didn't really know what they're doing. It's just, it's just disappointing on every, on honestly, on every level. And I was like, Alex, I was looking forward to going back to this will be fun. It was, but the most fun I had was looking at heaven and shooting these <laughs> videos yeah. on my Twitter to see how she was reacting to both Aww. how stupid it is and that she was actually getting spooked by some things, um, which makes me in, look forward to future episodes. Didn't yeah, they film the first Blair Witch in five days with the actors improvising. Seven days, extra days, yeah. Oh yeah, oh. this is a bad movie. Everyone's right. People, I know people now stand up for this film. They're fucking just lying to themselves. <laughs> like I hate this thing of a movie's been out. I went a bad horror film's been out for long enough, and the people, are like, oh no, that movie's actually really great. It's misunderstood. It's like no, it's not. Yeah, it's just bad. This is a bad, boring movie. It's not the most boring. I've definitely covered worse films for our series. I've definitely covered more boring films for our series. I, I do mean what I said. I don't think I've ever covered a film for a series that is less successful at pulling off scares. I think this is, is shows zero artistry, zero understanding, zero anything with pulling off a scare. Oh, man. And, you know, know, I think it says a lot that it's, I mean, other than whatever secret thing you're about to show us after this, but it was 16 years between the next theatrical release. And I yes. think that says a lot about the impact of this film in particular on on this franchise and this narrative and and yeah and i mean the fact that there are all these uh expanded universe expanded stuff. universe things i think that's what people were more interested in diving into mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. which i should say anyone i should have mentioned a couple of weeks ago but anyone interested in below which project go buy the ross gom book from arrow books that just came out a couple of years ago i think it is or even a year ago and that's got great this is a guy who's a fanatic traced down the directors hung out with them for years got access to the entire 24 hours or whatever footage that they had and watched all of it, asked them all the stories. And this is one of like, it's the best single document of like, that's how they made the film. Mm-hmm. Not to do with the expanded universe, obviously, yeah, yeah. just how they made it. Mm. Yeah, it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to reveal what we're doing next week in a second. Until then, again, please do head out to Weird Geeks. Please do subscribe. Please do rate. I know you're listening to the words and you're just going, I'll do that next time. No, do it now. Thank you. You can also support us by renting or buying Starfish at platforms that you find. Just go to starfishmixtape.com and you can find out where to do that. You can uh, talk to me and see my excellent videos of heaven, my greatest work so far in my life. Thank you. And if you are acting, 
a great show real. But she oh, wasn't God. acting. I mm. wish, real. now that yeah. we've talked and dissected real. this movie, I wish oh, I wasn't yes. scared and I'm not looking forward to the next two weeks. Well, we'll see for next week. But Mr. Al White on everything, as well as Xbox and on PlayStation, also on GameCube. Probably can't play with me there, but give it a go. <laughs> Alex. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alexander Chard. Yeah, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Heaven period Devera. Not spelling the word period, but like, you know, the, <laughs> the dot. The dot. The dot. Full stop. The full stop. Mm-hmm. Heaven, I think next episode you have to find a way to segue the word betwixt into the episode somewhere. It's going well. We have betwixt, breast, betwixt thighs. Mm-hmm. Up to you to find the next natural step. Betwixt us, I'm not sure how I will. You ooh. just, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> it already drops on in. That doesn't count. Uh, it doesn't count. Yeah, next, next episode. Week. Sorry. We laid the rules out pretty clear. Next week, guys. What is it, Al? I'm going to be covering a weird one. So I know, I just actually was texting with a friend who's, or they're about to start covering the Blair Witch. I was like, I wonder if they'll be doing six episodes as well. And to be clear, we could have done seven episodes because last week's could have been in two, but we decided to shove it a little Yeah, I think that was the right choice. Thank you. Next week, I did a lot of digging and you don't have to do much digging, but there's things which I'm surprised as a big fan of the Blair Witch and a big fan of horror that I just don't know about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I was out of touch at this point. It did take 13 years until anything else happened what? proper with the Blair Witch. 2013. Next week, I'm going to explain why, and I'm going to explain what, because I don't want to spoil it, but I will say the title, and I will give one little hint. Uh, we're going to be watching something that I had to edit together, because and try to not be scared. What does that mean? It's technically a web series. Okay. Oh, so it was 13 episodes. I edited them together. Again, I've made a couple of mistakes, so please bear with me. Taking out, you know, credits and right. bullshit stuff. Try to make it work as a flowing thing. It's only about an hour long. Okay. So it's a nice short one next week. So it'll probably be a short episode. But we're going to be talking a bit about the career, um, the directors and the actors up until 2013. Because some of them are going to be involved with next week's. What? Which is going to be called Four Corners of Fear. Interesting. Wow. Till then. Never heard of this. We are out. Geeks. Geeks? Geeks. <laughs> Question mark?